I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. And this is Cries in Norwegian. The podcast where we talk about scam and all of its parallel universes. And this episode we're in Italia. Italia. I almost said cries in Italian. And then I was like, wait, that's not the name of the show. <laughs> yes, we are in Scam Italia, the show that has been saved by Netflix multiple times, maybe. Yeah, so okay, tell me what's the latest. So they have a season four, they're coming out with season five. They already season came out with season five. It came out and it was like a drop. They didn't do a one. Yeah, yeah. So that was the same. Then they did the same thing with Sana season, which is why I was like, I remember we had said earlier, like a couple episodes ago, I was like, yeah. And then in the pandemic, I watched Sana season. And then I was like, was that the pandemic? Like, <laughs> it was so hard to place it because I just watched it in a weekend. Right, right. And, and then I, I did like look it up and it, and it was, it was, uh, it was April 2020, but they had obviously filmed it before, so there's no, there's there's no pandemic in this world. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I was that was the top a thing that I was thinking about while watching it. Yeah, so it's like so it's like Scam Italia, as far as I know, happens in a world without a pandemic. Same with Scam France because same situation. They did drop a season during the pandemic and they dropped it clip by clip, but they had already recorded it because they they what they my understanding of Scam France is that they kind of like. If they can budget wise, they if they're if they are if they have two seasons that they've been renewed to for, they kind of like film them back to back, which makes sense production wise. Um, so uh, and then Scam España had to stop production halfway through the pandemic, and then they ignored it. Right, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I don't remember anyone wearing masks. Yes, no one was wearing masks, but I think there was like it was noticeable to us how much they were because they had to. Living- yeah they had to adapt the storylines to the new filming reality right yeah a lot of Um, outside scenes yeah a lot of (laughs) one-offs a lot of like reference to things that we weren't seeing right right um and then what the fuck and druk are the two that do take place in a pandemic world yeah yeah i was thinking about it with doing italia because for i think specifically because we just watched what the fuck down recently ish in real life it was quite a few <laughs> weeks ago now because because it's been so busy to, re- to watch and record but um but because it's kind of fresh in my mind and I had had this like emotional reaction watching pandemic stuff in the show and then and then yet again watching a show clearly set in our time and world without pandemic was also its own weird little like emotional I don't know how to feel about this right like, if I was like, I get why people are choose why some shows might choose to do the the acknowledgement of it uh, because it does sort of add a layer of artifice. Exactly. You know, you're just suddenly, you're just like very aware that it's a fictional world in a way that Scam always sort of like fights against. Yeah, I should uh, I should mention that I am somewhere else, not at home, and I don't have my microphone, so the audio quality for my end probably sucks worse than usual. I apologize. It was just too much to pack, and then it forgot to get sent, and then it was a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It's okay. Scam Italia season five premiered September first, and same thing on Netflix. It all dropped at once, and uh, on the one hand. Netflix is Netflix Italia has definitely like spent money promoting it which is good like they Francesco that's Aaliyah was even am I making it up is that his name so is Aaliyah the main character for the season yeah he's the main character for the season and I do think that there's some choices that they made that color some of the things here but okay (laughs) so I 
I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want it to color like I didn't want to confuse this but at the same time my curiosity was like I need to go and find out what the season is about please okay and so okay so the first part kind of makes sense he he actually does uh have to repeat uh their senior year of high school which they hint at yeah yeah because it because Joe Joe is like what if some of us fail? <laughs> Cut away too. <laughs> and he does move in with Filippo. And his there's there's more than one issue, but it seems his storyline, my understanding of his storyline is that his shame is related through about toxic masculinity and all of that. But his shame is that he has a micro penis. No! <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that is hilarious, amazing, awful. I have so many emotions right off the bat. Oh my god! And so I think that I don't know when they decided this. So I don't know. Like I think his insistence that he has a crush on Sana seems like partly fueled due to the uh, fact that he knows that a physical relationship would not be in the cards, right? Oh my god! My mind is blowing up right now okay yes keep going you're totally yes so that's that's a lot of it right that's my understanding of a lot of it um although it does seem that there are kind of like some also important secondary storylines that I don't that people seem to have like not mixed not bad feelings per se but yeah like Federica does play like a huge role and my understanding is okay this one I'm not clear on but I wanted to prepare you because I know that you love the, we love the Sparrow character so much. The, so the school counselor, therapist, counselor. whatever. Yeah. What was the last scene we see him in, in the season? Uh, it's Fida giving him a bottle of wine, I think. Yeah. And what does he say? Thank like, you. Let's, let, no, he says, let's oh, go. he gives her wine. Yeah. Yes. He offers it to her. Yes. Not a good move. No. My understanding <laughs> is that it's a story sort of about him taking uh, uh, privileges I don't know no no No, that makes me really mad yeah and and so the way that it ties to Aaliyah and the boy squad contrabandieri is sort of like the heartbreak that someone that like a figure that you look up to yeah is so again look I get that why that's a good and interesting story I also just want happy things (laughs) like I just want normal adults who are normal with with in their jobs with teenagers and that like wine is okay for an 18 year old or whatever the hell holds 17 year old I don't know I don't know that I don't know that it's that particular moment I think he might pursue a relationship with her again her specifically I think with her I feel, no, I don't, I feel very weird about that. I'm gonna, we're going to have to unpack that. I don't know that I have any rational reason. But again, okay, we, we shouldn't talk about it too much because I am basing this on not seeing anything. Okay. Just like the talk on Tumblr, on Twitter, and me reading some articles in Italian. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Apart from your, <laughs> from your attempting to read Italian, those are all very sus sources. We don't so, know. So I just are. wanted the gist of it. So yeah, so some spoilers for season five. We probably should have said that at the beginning, but too late. Uh, So yeah, kind of. Um, Is there anything? Definitely we should put like that. I am going to put it in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, 
Okay, yeah. you're right. Let's not go too far down that rabbit hole because we haven't actually seen it. I was having very like in the moment reaction. I know, and that's why I was like, should I? but I was like, I feel like I have to tell her now that I have this knowledge. I do want to mention that the idea that his plot line being that he has a micropenis is like filling me with a lot of conflicting emotions and I don't know how to feel about it. I just want to acknowledge that. Like on the one hand, I have never seen that, I don't think. At least yeah. not as the butt of a joke. And like pretty like cringing type jokes for that matter. So I guess that's interesting and good. And like, definitely I'm super compelled to watch it because I just want to see what they did. But something about, I guess I'm afraid that it is a horrible cringing, like mockery. I mean, I know that they're going to try not to do that. I can assume they're going to try not to do that. And, uh, or that they did try not to do that. And, um, and also I'm a little bit like uncomfortable with the fact that they're teenagers and it's like a teen show. With well, this but, but maybe that's what's interesting. I don't yeah, know. And like, and I mean, and some parts of it is like, you know, all his friends are in college. Yeah. He's still in high school, Liceo, right? I'm sure obviously some percentage of the population deals with this issue. And apparently, like, apparently it's about 1% only, but okay, so it's, it's still, bit. it's still, but still interesting. Like, why should those people be like, feel horrible you yeah know? yeah like, and they... so I don't know I think it could be interesting but I like like I think the first day I was like oh I wonder what season's about and I just went to the tag one day and I was like is it about this really interesting <laughs> and then like last night I was like okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can find um <laughs> sorry and... I can't stop thinking about this I, I I take it back there was some show and it's gonna drive me crazy what it was where a character very proudly kind of had a micropenis and was just like very and just like made it his mission to be really good at oral sex and that was like his thing god what was it it's gonna drive me nuts that I can't remember it I'll have to I'll text you probably three days from now <laughs> very triumphant yeah think about it okay sorry I'm answering my cousin's text hi Karina she's still our number one follower she'll be uh -huh. like sometimes I don't know what you guys are talking about but I still listen <laughs> I love her I don't think there's anything else to report in the scamverse. I don't even know. I think France is just continuing to exist. I don't know I, at this. <laughs> I don't know at this point. I just uh, assume. <laughs> yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary there. And we have, you know what we haven't heard about in a while? Any updates on Julie Andem's um, HBO Norway deal. So that makes yeah. me a little nervous. We'll yeah. Yeah. That was announced a while ago. It was a while ago, but it was, I think it was pre-pandemic. And then I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. And then, yeah, maybe I was like, so we always like to talk a little bit about shows that we recommend or whatever, but maybe we can leave that towards the end so we can kind of start yeah. our main conversation. Um, so uh, this is interesting because you wanted to do Scam Friends. And I was like, no, I want to do this uh, Scam Italian. Uh, and so I went out. And I think I enjoyed this experience more than you do. No, I know I enjoyed this experience more than you did. Uh, but I do think that, okay, I want to hear your first impressions. And then I'll talk a little bit about the place that I think this season has in the Sana verse and yes. why it might have that. And I actually have a post up that I read whenever it was posted like about a year ago and I found it yesterday. Uh, and so I want to have that there because I do think it's important to that dis distinction and in a way even though it's not the final season as we've just said of Scamitalia it is kind of the final season of these of the canon sort of original characters 
And I do kind of want to talk about Italia as a whole as a remake and sort of where I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I like this season. I don't love this season, but I like this season. Um, I still really love the Italia character. So that's a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't th- I think it's one of, I think for me, Italia is always going to be a place where I like to hang out with these characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and I think maybe that's why, that's why so many people love France so much, right? Because they like those characters, especially the new generation, which we haven't met, right? Right, right, So, right. you know, you, you, you excuse a lot when you have, so I enjoy these characters. I think it's fine as a season. I think it's trying to fix some of the things from uh, the first, from the original, which is a, a good instinct that seeing things trying to fix. I just don't think it replaces them with anything, not mm-hmm. even anything not, not even as that they replace it with something boring or that doesn't quite work or they whatever. Uh, I just don't think they replace it with anything. So then you're yeah. lacking a little bit of there. Like, um, yeah. Like, I always come back to Druk because even though I was ultimately disappointed with not uh, Amira not having sort of like her whole, her, her whole season, I can tell that you're trying to say something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm here and not quite sure what they're trying to say. And I think it's definitely yeah. tied to the problems that this they've had with Sana from the beginning, which is this yeah. is not a Muslim actress. Um, they don't have Muslim writers. They do believe, I believe they have a consultant. And so they were like trotting this around, like we have a writer, but she's not like, this person is not like given a, a, a co-writing credit as far as I understand it. So, you know. Okay, yeah. Also, so, it's a lot of like, on one person to speak for the entire yes, community for sure so I so I do think that there is some distance there because of that and uh so yes I like it it's fine I and then I think and then I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more later okay what okay what were your sort of like general impressions I think like everything you basically said is spot on uh and what I ultimately came to I had kind of an emotional like up and down with it. It started off in the first episode. I was like, I love this. I'm so happy they're doing this really well. It's very much in that Italia kind of uh, designer <laughs> style, uh, you know, just very consciously cinematic and beautiful and doing a great job with yes. it. <laughs> and I think, and, uh, and I think, remember that uh, season three had a different writer, like a different team. I think this is back to kind of the basics of what we love about Italia visually and like, yeah, so anyway, keep going. <laughs> not, okay, I'm happy to hear that. I'm not surprised at all, yeah. And that lasted, I think, for a few episodes. And then at some point I was like, like, where is this going? And I was getting a little bit bored. And then I was not impressed. I have to say, I'm not impressed with the casting of the Balloon Squad, especially Malik. Sorry. Like, he's Aww, a very nice I like guy. him. He's like a nice looking guy, but he's just like not, I don't know, he's not like magnetic or something. But I actually think, even that would have been fine and he would have been fine, but they just didn't do enough of that story. Anyway, we, I'll come, we, mm-hmm. we can get into that in more detail later. So I was a little bit like, I mean, it got to I th- like uh, maybe episode five or six and I was bored, which I don't think I've ever, ever been with a scam show. And then it gets to like, it's the accumulation of all the plot lines of like Islamophobia and her reaction and the Greek trip and like, and then the conversation with the Eskild character, <laughs> with Martino in this case. And I was just like so mad and not having it. I think it was a lot of frustration at that point of just like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. After that, and that's why I texted and I was like, can we postpone for a day because I need to think about this <laughs> because I also couldn't quite put my finger on what wasn't working. Anyway, after I got past that hump, 
I did come back around to liking a lot about it and it definitely finishes strong. And I do really love a lot of the characters, like you said, so just like kind of being with them is really great. So even the last episode, while I, I don't know, there could be like, you know, I could say this thing's not great about it, but I love just getting these little slices. In fact, I thought some of that, that was some of the highest quality writing, strangely, was in that last episode, we're just getting like a scene from all Mm -hmm. these different characters the party and then the closing like I got very emotional at that uh, letter that Joe reads you know it certainly hit a lot of (laughs) maybe in particular it was the part about like uh talking about how we're gonna go to college and we're gonna drift apart and then we're all gonna get together for a pizza party once in a while where half of us bail at the last minute like that hit home (laughs) you know as everyone who has transitioned from high school into adult life especially because I'm actually you know like as you know I'm in New York and I have made a couple plans to make with friends you know with old high school friends and you know things come up people get sick uh kids have to go to school you know things (laughs) kind of kept interrupting so it keeps getting postponed and you know you just you feel that distance and that you're not 16 17 years old and having a a good time so anyway whatever that that hit home in this particular moment in my life so yeah it was kind of a journey I guess is this so TLDR everything you said I agree with I think perhaps I was a little bit more impatient and disliked it at some points than you did but ultimately I think like it's like a soft fine for me you know how he's (laughs) yeah I remember when I watched it and I binged it, liking it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, we'll see. Uh, but I also had this post in the back of my mind. So I want to, okay. So this season is seen or f- argued by many as one of the best, quote unquote, Sana adaptations. But then there's the people who then sort of have, I think, very good points about this. They're like, okay, who is calling it the best? Because here's the thing. A lot of those Muslim voices, and this is what this post is about. So I'm kind of summarizing some of their points. I might even read a little bit of what they're saying. A lot of those yeah. Muslim voices did not watch the season to begin with because, right. because of the casting of, of Beatrice, which is fine. Yeah. I totally get where they're coming from. So um, they're not going there. So a lot of the commentary that you're going to get, you don't have it. So she said, people who disagree with the casting of Beatrice Bruschi Asana aren't aren't big voices in Scamitalia, right? So their voices aren't going to be amplified. And even if they did watch it, their posts aren't going to get reblogged by much of the fandom because they're not looking for this criticism. I honestly think that the criticism just isn't there. I think they just didn't watch it, right? Right. Uh, right. But maybe I'm wrong there, right? Because maybe I don't have access to all of these voices. Uh, and then the other really important one, and that's why I'm saying, hey, I remember liking it, is what it, how does Netflix drop it? in one bank chunk Mm -hmm. and so I think that that gives you a completely different context yeah because you're not doing the scrutiny week to week that's so many and so you kind of overlook some of the more controversial clips uh you don't have the same time to like kind of like you know like we like to do dissect compare blah blah all the things and so you're kind of like it's it's a completely different scam experience so I do think that that definitely uh sees it differently shaped it yeah I yeah it's the double-edged sword of stretching things out is that you can create more of a buzz and a presence but it also gives more or time for people to dissect everything crazy yeah 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 and then and then she talks about something that I hadn't really thought about uh well first of all I know that a lot of people hate the clip where she shows her hair to Filippo and (laughs) <laughs> and Martino 
I have so many. That's when I was like, that's when that was at my peak of being angry. But go ahead. Um, But then the other thing that she says is there's so much of this season that is shown through Catholic themes and imagery. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, you're right. And I I can. can, Yeah. And I maybe I didn't see it as obvious as I should have, even though it's pretty obvious, because uh, because I come from uh, such a like Catholic Mm -hmm cultural background uh-huh. that it's like a lens that I am very familiar with but it's a lens that all those Italian writers are also very familiar with at the end <laughs> right, of the day right. so I kind of see why they went that way but you can't you can't deny it right that uh-huh. it's that it's it does inform how they're telling this story right but do you mind elaborating more on that because I can think of some things but I I wonder if I'm even as conscious of it as as you might be yeah so so basically it says that best fra islam clip i don't i actually I, I guess we should look which one that is uh full of explicit catholic imagery because it happens during a catholic ritual mm-hmm. um and so like literally the, the whole clip with the procession i don't know if that's the one that you're talking about right so that's well, the, that's the one i need that's think the one here. that i that i definitely think of but even the way that they talk and again if someone has more details even the way that they talk about the uh, conversion uh, story with Luai, it feels more Catholic than Islamic. I have, yes, I had never heard of anything like that. And so I was like, I guess this is a thing that what you're saying makes sense. So, where again, he gets like taken to some, by secret, like a secret imam or to a secret mosque and I guess had a de-gay whatever thing yeah. happening in Christian world, but I mean, and, and we've definitely seen that. I mean, we've definitely seen in other storylines that it is an issue. But I think just the way that they went about it again right. felt like here's here's our version of this storyline that we're familiar with from this. Yeah. So right, I don't know. Right, right. So I, I I wish I could be more specific. Um, that's kind of some of the things that I read online that I'm like, yeah, I totally see it. And it's and it they yeah. stood out to me, uh, even as I was watching it. That definitely stood out to me uh, as I was watching it. So I thought that that was interesting. Let me see if yeah. there's anything else uh, from there. Oh, and then the other thing that she mentioned, um, which I thought was really interesting was, so after, this is not, so after Scam, the next sort of social media um, teen show that uh, NRK did was called Blank, which I knew about it, but I never watched it because people said, eh, it's fine. And I think Blank had three seasons and the second season, no, the third, the second season I think the second season was a Muslim girl and apparently and and then they have another teen show which is called 17 verse but each season is a different it's like 16 17 18 I don't know and again it's different characters and that one the third season is Aisha who's also a Muslim I believe Muslim girl um and basically what she's saying is like, if I had to say what the best Sana remake is, it would be these seasons of these honor K shows. And she says something really interesting. She says, I honestly think the only network that took the feedback honor K got after Sana season seriously and worked to address it meaningfully was honor K themselves. Like they actually then put in the time to, to be able to sort of integrate this family life, faith, uh, and the struggle to be Norwegian in much more interesting ways that was the argument in a different but in different shows in, a di- in two different shows yeah and uh-huh. I hadn't heard about the 17 verse one 
uh, I had heard about Blank, but I didn't know. I only knew about the first season. And I do know um, that some scam people used to watch it. I was think I don't know how to watch it. I was thinking of uh, DMing Alex, the other person with the scam podcast that's even slower <laughs> than us. Because uh, I'm 99% sure that he watched it. Uh, so now I'm kind of curious about at least Blank. I don't know if the other one is accessible because I don't remember people talking about it as much. But Blank, definitely, because it was the big deal because it was the first show they did after Scam, blah, blah, blah. And I just don't think people I think people didn't really like the lead in the first one and then maybe that's why it kind of dropped off but I've also heard that pacing wise is much more all the seasons are much more like an Eva thing like more Mm low-key uh and so you know we like the Eva season though so maybe yeah yeah. so I thought that was really interesting that idea of you know the only people who actually listened to the what we were saying was the original (laughs) network this is one person's opinion who knows um but I didn't even know that they had like a elite. Like I only knew about the first season. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk about it in more detail over here. Yeah. Let's dive into the actual show. I was going to say just regarding the, the sort of the Catholic lens, the, you know, the couple things that you mentioned definitely stood out to me. I think mostly I felt like uh, I could feel for some reason in this version, maybe even more than in other versions, though, so all the versions we've seen, I think to some degree, this has been a factor, including obviously OG Sana, like a vague sense of this is written by people to whom this is an outside experience. Yes. And, and, uh, and for some reason, for one specific thing that was really like <laughs> graded on me is in that scene when, you know, when she talks to Martino and then afterwards, no, even before it gets to the the showing the hair scene, uh, in the scene with Martino, she says something about how the, to don't you like to me wearing a hijab is a feminist uh, mm-hmm. move, and I I have heard that before. I think that's a conversation that's worth having, but the show doesn't do anything to actually have a articulate, nuanced conversation about that. And for and like suddenly I was struck with like no version of this show has they always make that statement that Sana wears this as a feminist, almost like a feminist statement or like a point, uh, like to her, it's her choice, it's her faith, but like they never, no version has gone into depth about what does the hijab mean to her as a, a feminist? How do I? I say, the one that I think is the closest to me is Amira in Scam España. She does talk about it and she and I do and I remember that there was a moment where she was considering the choice of not wearing it like or it's at least implied uh but then I I remember us thinking that not enough was done with it but I thought that one to me is the one that has handled it the best because they also had the whole conversations with all the the girls at the Breck Center um where they where they were having like actual honest interesting conversations about it uh and your and how and your choice and what that choice means and you know yeah yeah so not Uh, not maybe as in-depth but yeah I liked I liked that conversation I remember that one being more having more of it and I remember I also we differ but I liked scam friends but scam friends just didn't deal with it at all they had a very different kind of yeah yeah um so anyway I guess I just was like there, I just had this feeling watching this where I was like, there has to be so much more that can be said from someone who makes a choice to wear a hijab about what it means, how it makes them feel, why they do it, uh, just so much more. And I can't even imagine what there is to say because I don't, it, it's not my thing yeah. to say. 
okay. <laughs> but I just felt this, like, for some reason in this version felt this really like, they make that statement so boldly and then just don't have any backing behind it. And for some reason that felt very apparent to me. But anyway, yeah. let's go back to maybe back backing up from like the big religious conversations, <laughs> um, just to talk about the season in general. I, I mean, we can start just with Asana in general. We've talked about her a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, I will say some of the things that I did like about the Asana was, what, why am I blanking? Where am I going with it? Uh, I like I like that she's still like that clear, like driven aspect of her um, mm-hmm. and how it informs all, all her relationships with her family with yeah. her brother that sort of contrast um yeah with uh with like Martino and Eva like it I like that there were like specificity to her relationships with people with mm-hmm. Federica like I think the fact that school and her future and going to med school is so important to her is done is done pretty well it's pretty consistent throughout um I like I feel like sometimes when we get to the sauna season I'm like why did you drop this thing that was so important to this character right, right yeah, and here yeah. you still see it there and sort of uh, that's, I do think, I wish there was a little bit more to see that struggle of her trying to balance her friends who love to go out and then her who just wants to really uh, study and, and, and show that. Like it's, it seemed a little bit even too easy for her to balance the two things out. Yeah, yeah. The, right. A lot of things felt too easy in the end for, for me. I think for me, like her character feels like she has a lot of the affects of the Sana character. The yeah. Tough- the way she dresses, the, yeah. her boldness and physical and uh, presence, her determination to get ahead, you know, her intellect. Exactly. I like all of that. Uh, yeah. Um, but they lacked a complexity to me mm-hmm. that Oji Sana and, and other Sanas have had. And um, some of it, it, it just felt a little like, like take it like it's taken down a notch or yeah, a, a little bit yeah I, I, felt, I felt that too like uh like I love for example when she does actually send the text to Feather I was like yes I love my all my saunas have to have this hubris they have to make that choices mm-hmm. uh because that's 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 who they are that that's what has to drive it um but then I think I think we're in this stage where we are really afraid of having quote-unquote unlikable a female yes. protagonist a lot yeah. of the time yeah um and and that's kind of I, as much as I criticize OG that's kind of one of the beautiful things about Sana that she's yeah. like she's so flawed that's exactly it that this, this and and have you flawed. have you watched uh Never Have I Ever uh no I haven't it's, it's okay so here's here's the thing with Never Have I Ever Davy it's a hot hot fucking mess she's a hot mess of a human being and she makes bad decisions after bad decision after bad decision and some people can't watch the show because of it they like cannot handle her but I actually do think that the show does such a good job of you and that's like like if you've made it to season three you'll notice that everyone online is like "Mm, gotta even me even me I posted it on my on my Instagram I was like gonna go watch my girl keep making my bad decisions and defending her right like you love her despite the fact that you know she's always gonna pick the worst choice (laughs) that's funny and there's and I actually just uh I was gonna say read but let's be honest here I saw a TikTok that was kind of trying to explain from a screenwriter like a writing perspective how does that work um and they said like two things first of all she always has consequences like there's all for her bad her bad choices have consequences her her family her friends the boys they call her out on them they don't just right. forgive her when she acts badly the right, second right, right. thing is 
we're so in her point of view, which shouldn't be a problem here in Scam, and yet we're so in her point of view that we understand that her intentions are usually not bad. She's right. coming from, we can follow her train of thought and, and we can understand. And, and then the other part is that I thought was really interesting is like, usually the bad things that are happening to her are because of her, right? Right, right, right. Like, and so there's just, a really, like, there's just a really fascinating way that like we're three seasons in and her character has grown so much. Like, I actually do think that that's also one of its strengths. Like season one, Debbie versus season three, Debbie, she's there, they sell one season left, has grown so much. She's still my hot mess of a girl though. And, <laughs> and she still wants to get into Stanford, I think, uh, like has the best grades. She's determined, she's motivated. Like being a hot mess isn't gonna stop her from like, you know, right, being, right, right. being a good, yeah. good Indian yeah, yeah. dot. Like, you know, she's gonna, she's gonna <laughs> deliver. A lot of people are very functioning hot messes, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I, I just, I find it really fascinating that we can't what why can't we just allow them and I think that's interestingly that's what I see with a lot of the sauna seasons that's that's how they're course correcting they're uh-huh. trying they're trying to tamper down the intensity yes. of sauna yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, this is interesting it kind of reminded me of a conversation I just listened to uh, a podcast I really enjoy which is a little bit unconventional of uh, film and that critique podcast called film suck and they come at it with a sort of very leftist critique though they're also very surprising in in other ways anyway uh they were recently talking about uh cruella the remake the reboot or Mm -hmm. not reboot whatever the hell the prequel whatever the hell just came out yeah it's a prequel um, i guess yeah and they were just like so outraged that <laughs> that uh, Disney's doing this thing where they are taking all these uh, kind of quote unquote women villains and having to give them reasons for why they're villains. <laughs> and she's just like, why can't they just be bad? Like, is it, and, and also like, and, and she's like, we've reverted back to a kind of puritanical, or she didn't use the word puritanical. I think she was comparing to like 1950s kind of thing where like women have to be good. Like, yeah. you women can't just be bad. And also like, there's a kind of subversive, it, pleasure in watching especially when you live in a in a world where you are expected to be good in watching a woman be just completely like I'm doing my own thing like being Cruella or being uh who's the other one the witch from um Maleficent oh no and no and Maleficent yes who also got a a prequel where like you got to see her tragic backstory to why she became evil anyway uh, I find it a very enjoyable no I I, I'm a bit yeah I'm a bit of a I mean I don't know that I'm a I'm not a defender of Cruella. I saw Cruella. I liked it fine. I thought it was way better than I thought it was going to be. But I do agree with that statement as a whole. The, mo- the woman made yeah. a coat out of puppies. Like, why do we, we got to? <laughs> There's not a lot you can yeah. say. I will justify that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really interesting because then you have, like, even if you take something like the MCU, people would be like, how can you defend Wanda? I'm like, because I fucking love her. What? She do crime, so what? Like, people in real life messed up and but then but then at the same hat you know you know who does get the like the room in pop culture to just be fucking evil men right (laughs) like i know i know you're not watching it but uh i am watching house of the dragon Uh and uh i mean according to twitter and according to the people i'm talking to the character everyone's like "Mm mm-hmm he's my baby is the character by by uh Matt Smith, uh, and he plays Damon Targaryen, and he's like the bad boy of the Targaryens. Uh-huh. Like, let me let, 
guy? Yeah, he's, a, he's the doctor. He's uh-huh. the Doctor Who guy. Like, let me show you. Let me show you the last image of the episode from yesterday. That would be episode three. This is this is what he looks like. <laughs> and, uh, and and this and this is what the tweet says. But he mer- this 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 is the image. Someone said. So basically the tweet said, I'm sorry, but I love him. Then it had that picture. And then the picture next to it was a tweet that says, but he murdered people. Okay. And what do you want me to do about it? And then the second tweet <laughs> says, and he looked good doing it. <laughs> like everyone's, yeah. everyone's thirsting after this guy. And episode after episode, he's just like, mm, am I going to murder some people? <laughs> yes, I am. Do I possibly want to bang my knees? Of course I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, no one. Yeah, you're right. I don't see too many people kind of like clamoring for a prequel for like, who's like a great, well, I mean, d- good villains are few and far between. In fact, the Disney queens are, were like kind of a, an, an anomaly in how good they were as villains. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm just saying, just just let Sana be a jerk. We can still love her as long as we sympathize, as long as there's consequences, um, and and we all grow and learn. Yes, exactly. And I think, and I. So what I've noticed the second time was that this problem, this show seemed to be scared of consequences. Interesting. Okay, elaborate. Or, okay. Or- so first of all, I like. I don't mind that the part that the that the parents didn't walk in on the party. I thought that was fine. Yeah. But, I then, that. but then you do have the bottles in the in the balcony, uh-huh. but you don't have the parents find it. You have Mariah, which is like, he's, she's almost like a no non-character. Yeah. And yeah. And was there what, even any consequence to Mariam finding it? No. She just was like, oh, it wasn't me, I promise. Like, I swear. Well, yeah. Well, she was like, basically, she she said like, Oh, yeah she says like I had some friends over and then Miriam says yeah well she was like and I didn't and I didn't want them to I, I didn't want them to drink what they drank and she was like yeah. why why do you let them to do why do you let them right. do that and then <laughs> Sa- and then Sana's like because um I didn't want them to judge me but now you're judging me which wasn't a bad scene but like I was like I don't know I felt like a non-consequence in general yeah well and also it is still sort of positing that like in their home it's not like because it just it maybe I'm misinterpreting or misremembering the scene but the issue is that they brought beer and drank in her home yeah as opposed to like I think as opposed to like they made a mess of things and they were like you, you know what I mean like it's one thing to bring a bottle of wine or a couple of beers and drink which I don't think like is that an issue for Sana and her family yes and it, 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 it is they mean, they yes it is Yes, it right. is. And so, but that is like a much more complicated demand <laughs> that for the people who come, you know what I mean? Like, like you are drawing a line and you are creating the world around you. You know what I mean? Like, you- like, I, like, maybe it's not as explicit, but in every version, she says, drink, whatever. I'm with you. I'm around you. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to judge you. Drink in my house. No, my parents would fucking murder me. Right. And it, like, but it's also like the fact that they're kids and that's what they're drinking, period, anyway, under any circumstances. Uh, like, would, like, for example, I'm I don't saying, know. What are, what are the drinking laws in Italy? I feel like we haven't really, I don't remember. We've probably looked it up earlier, but I don't remember. I know the German ones are weird. They're like, yeah, it's like, well, it was, yeah, it's, sim- I believe it's similar in Norway if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Um, um, my, like, you can make a, 
like uh, a thing where you say you can't drink in my home. Like parents saying that for their teenage kids. Yeah, they're not supposed to bring alcohol into her house. She's right. not supposed to allow that. What, what I'm trying to, yes, sorry. What I'm trying to get at is it still makes, it's still, pres- like, I feel like the perspective of that scene, of the people writing that scene is that Sana is a freak for, for having parents who would do that. As opposed really? to- like, I actually thought, could- I actually thought for the most part that they were pretty sympathetic to Sana's family and to their point of view. I actually liked that for the most part. Mm, I thought the parents came off very- stereotypically uh one note especially the dad um okay but see here's the thing even within that they were both I thought it was interesting like okay first of all when it comes to the parents I think that Sana makes a lot of good points to her friends like they let her go out all the time they Mm -hmm. loaned her the car so there's already like a trust that you can read between the lines they did not like that was something that was set up in earlier seasons they could have like they were like, you know what? We already did it. So we got to stick with it. So it does give them a more progressive sort of like lens through it. They do make the, jo- the joke several times that her mom was born in Italy, right? So maybe that already gives them. Uh, but there's a lot more going on there that the show hints at and never. Yes. Fulfilled. So I think so. I think that's definitely part of the problem. But even her interaction so with her example, dad, even her interaction with her dad, I felt like, yes, he's like telling Tell, like kind of like saying I can't did you really fake sick but I don't know he he feels like I, I'm so used to seeing these stereotypical easy to anger like Muslim fathers that he was just like really he was just I don't know disappointed it felt like more I guess I got a very different vibe from him which was a very like uh authoritarian in yeah. a kind of quiet way not yeah, every yeah but see I I guess I didn't get that vibe all, because even like when they go he knows he knows Malik is no longer like um a practicing Muslim, like because we hear him mentioning mentioning it to Rami, right? But he allows him in his home. He he cooks for him for Ramadan. When when um Sana tries to challenge him on it, he's like, It's Ramadan. Like everyone's yeah. welcome here. And when she kind of like makes a face, she's like, Your friends aren't here because you won't bring them here. So then why in the voicemail that she leaves to her friends, which I thought was very like whiny and not good. I thought um, it was, I thought it was a weird way to phrase it. Yeah. But in that, in that voice message, one of the things she says is that I hate my parents pretend to be so progressive. And then our follow up to that, but then, but then are like so judgy or so isolating, or I can't remember what the follow up to it was. No, she was saying, but she was saying, but then they care about like what, that the community as whole as that's a whole like talks about that's what it is and, and then there's a clear sort of insistence that she should marry muslim yes for sure. like oh yeah yeah would, and it's not that they would disown her if she didn't but there's a kind of like you would be a fool not to and to me yeah, sorry but that's, but that's progressive. like that's just my perspective and yeah my but that's I, I think she's i think it's a layer of progressiveness that's what she's saying like I guess what I'm saying is I don't, I feel like the show wants to have its cake and eat its too. Okay, maybe. Because I was like, I, f- I feel like a lot of the things you're saying is that's just, we've seen a version of that in every Sana version, right? Like that that is the struggle. She wants, she's Muslim. She, she believes in her faith a lot. So to her, marrying a Muslim is the only option. She agrees with her parents on this. She I might- know, but in this one, there's more of a conflict there. And actually, and maybe that ties back into a conversation about Sana in general and like a, an issue I have with her character. Um, oh, fuck, I'm going to put a pin in that and hope I remember to come back to it. Um, 
maybe all I'm getting out of conversations is that there's something conflicted about the way they portray their parents. I mean, her parents. And uh, and and maybe, you know what, I'm not even going to put a pin in it. I'm just going to address it directly, <laughs> which is that in Sana's, and I remember Sana, OG Sana best, so uh, I can't, I'm not going to like mm-hmm. make this statement for all the versions. I think some have, some have accomplished it better than others. But like OG Sana's problem isn't that she's a Muslim girl in a secular quote unquote Norwegian world. It's that she is Sana, <laughs> a Muslim girl in a secular uh, quote unquote Muslim uh, Norwegian world. And to, to the point where it actually becomes a little bit of a problem because the show puts in that scene with Isak too much kind of uh, in, um, too much emphasis or like basically puts it on her and is like, you're seeing racism that isn't there, which is not true and unfair to her character. So in that, in that regard, I think they go too far, but like Sana creates the angst. Like she, the premise of her character is that she is a, she is ultra compartmentalized. She's super faithful. She loves her family and her faith and that lives in one box. And then she loves her friends and she loves her life with them. And that lives in another box. And the way she makes that work is just the two will never meet. And the conflict starts when they start to clash with each other. Um, Yes. But how she, but like her particular angst and the way she reacts to it is is her like her individual her as a person where I felt like in this version of the show it's like her it just felt a little bit more shallowly um because well, okay because so then her, I, yeah finish up that yeah maybe because some of her edges have been sanded down some of her flaws have been she's just sort of like much more of a regular girl with the affect of being Asana she comes off as just like sort of a sort of a generic is maybe a strong word but like a story I've seen before about how hard it is to be uh, Muslim in a non-Muslim country, you know, and that, and I don't know, it just, and so, so there's something about that in um, uncertainty isn't the right word that like mealy, like I want to say mealy mouth. That's not the right word either. The unspecificity, the what fucking word am I looking for? Um, Of that, that I think one of its rippling out effects for me anyway, was a kind of like wishy-washy. That's the word, I'm, that, maybe that's the best word I'm looking for. That the one of its rippling out effects is this weird tension with the parents where I didn't really believe them. I didn't believe this, that their issues were, were it goes back to the thing of like, I feel like this is being written by people who this is an outside perspective for. And okay. in that like particular strand of the story, it was very, it was one of the most apparent it was that and the like hijab conversation were the two things where I was most like, this is not working. <laughs> Interesting. Cause I definitely, I definitely didn't have strong feelings about her parents either way. Like, it's not like when like Martino's mom, who we will still die for, right? Like we, we fucking love her. So I didn't, I, I'm not saying I felt that, but I, I liked them. I thought it was interesting. Again, I just, and I'm, and, and this is someone, I'm saying this is someone who like loved the first, whatever three seasons of, oh wait, my dad's calling me. Let me see what's up. Okay, let me. You liked that? You didn't love that? Yeah, but like, I guess to me, I can because maybe it's because the opposite way. I've been burned with like the parents and elite are so fucking awful and stereotypical, especially the dad. That yeah, that this sort of like, I think, may I think it should have been a little bit more explicit. But I do get the sense from both of Sana's parents that they are trying to meet them in the middle. That. 
and yet there are parts of their culture that they can't still completely escape right and I I wish we had actually seen a little bit more of that pressure that Sana is talking about um like in in my house I'll say one thing but then in public like maybe show this other face I don't know um that's kind of what she's implying but I, I I guess I feel defensive when when the not the Peximax, whatever they're called here, the Peximax girls are making these assumptions about her family and sort of like Fede and Eva and Sylvia don't challenge them at all. And then Sana has to be like, what do you mean? Like my parents let me sleep over with you guys. My parents let me do all these things. And how can you still then automatically believe every racist thing that the, I'm going to call them Pepsi, Pepsi Max yeah, girls yeah. say, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. I said, so I'm angry for her and I'm angry for her parents who do allow her to have certain choices so that's kind of and maybe I'm just projecting too much on onto that <laughs> yeah I mean I've never seen elite so I don't have any I don't have that base of reference and so, I, so I, yeah so that's ahead. kind of like where I'm coming from when I'm defending them a little bit uh-huh. uh because of that because I do see that side of them too I do think like you're right that seeing more might have been a solution yeah. and so we don't just, know what the, like conflicts of the show are in terms of like yeah. time and filming and etc but um oh, but yeah I, I wish yeah. I wish that they had especially with the mom because that's such a character that works so well in the original and in a complex way I wish yeah. that we had gotten a little bit more to build that relationship uh and to get I do think that you are right about the specificity of it and that's going to bring me to what I what I was trying to put a pin on but I didn't say it out loud and I'm trying to bring it back because I've been trying to say it since the beginning yeah Scamitalia as a whole as a remake and we love Scam Italia here. We know this, right? Uh-huh. But ultimately, Scam Italia and Scam France are the first two remakes, right? And, you know, we haven't seen the first two seasons of Scam France literally explicitly because it's like a copy and paste, right? Right, right. And then I do think that the thing with Scam Italia, why it had some original, like, huge fans, and the, but then maybe why it's sort of fallen out of love as much is because it is also a bit of a copy paste but it's a copy paste that changes enough um for you to be like oh I like this right uh and has such a good cast that you kind of forgive some of the stuff right but yeah, I think the yeah. more that you have to compare with uh the more the faults of it feel a little bit glaring that's a really interesting uh, and I think very accurate uh, assessment of and things. then sometimes when they make the changes is to say I made the change. Like Nicola has a uh, I think VPG, not just like uh um instead of um being bi- bipolar. bipolar yeah. But that was one of her criticisms because they just put that diagnosis and put none of the work. And then you have Scam right. Spagna doing the same thing, but they're actually putting in the work. Right. And right. so and so now the thing that was just yeah. like, oh, wish we had a dinner where you're like, and someone else did it. Yeah, and they and and obviously it's not going to be a hundred percent, but it's bounced better than what yeah, Italia and I did. Yeah, also you you saying that makes me think. I think Italia, especially the first two seasons, were one of the first that I saw uh, remakes, international remakes. Yeah, and so at the time it was like watching. You know, I watched this like great indie film, and then I watched a like very different stylized version. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It has, it has such a specific taste, so specific visual language. Rome is fucking beautiful. You can't, yeah. like, that's what I kept thinking this time, too. Yeah. I was like, you know, you just, uh, you have that 
Germany doesn't have that as much. Uh, <laughs> Berlin is interesting sorry, to look at. Berlin is interesting to look at, but it's a fucking beautiful. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. For, sorry for the Berlin. I haven't been there, but I do actually really want to go. Um, and so, so yeah, I don't know. I, that's that's kind of like a working theory that I have right now. And that's kind of what I see. Yeah. Thing. Good, they follow the bits, yeah. the beats so well, but but again, they're trying to soften it. And then they, to me, they're not giving it enough of a, yeah. of a specificity, yeah. right? By the way, instead of wishy-washy, the word I was looking for, I think, is inconsistent. I felt okay. like there were inconsistencies in the way they portray the parents, where they seem to want to have them be uh, very progressive in a lot of ways. All the ways that you're saying are totally valid. And, like, they're, especially in that Aid episode where her, they find, they're happy that her friends are finally coming over. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and they kind of make the point of like, but you never introduce them. But yeah. like, that has not been an issue the way it is in the original where like Sana's character is about keeping these things apart. So when she as a character allows them to come together at the end, it's a character arc. And in this version, it's just sort of like there. Yeah, because I, like I, I totally get that. There was even yeah. a part of me that was, that was like, there were a couple of times that I was like, even though I should know it because I've seen the story so many times, I was like, well, why hasn't she introduced them? Like, I felt like right, I was, right. especially, I especially to her mom, because I, this is based more like on real ex- life experience, but I have seen the case where, well, the mom's a little bit more progressive. You'll meet the mom. Maybe you'll never meet dad, you know, but like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so, so I did, I will say that there were one or two times where I found myself being like, well, but why won't you just introduce them? I will um, and then it's, it's and, and then especially and it's so funny because I don't know why I keep comparing it to España when it was not even my favorite but like in that case you know you had the whole history of Chris right so so I think that gave it a much more layered um mm-hmm. dynamic for sure yes yes they felt more integrated into the world that they live like mm-hmm. the, literally the city the, the country etc and I don't mean integrated in a weird like immigrant way I just mean like they have a presence there they have lived yeah, here yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and they um and also like the their lives felt like yes these are people who've lived here um felt real and not just again like on a list uh, I will just tiny small thing it's just me personally maybe stating my weirdness on the online live for some reason but um the scene where he's asking I was very uncomfortable by the scene where he's like looking at her throat and I know what you mean about like ultimately he's just not that he's like oh really you were sick the whole week and he seemed to make a big deal out of it but something about that <laughs> gesture felt so invasive to me and really? maybe I, guess- I have well- a weird like body autonomy hypersensitivity oh. that isn't justified or maybe it's you that I guess, I guess okay as father I mean, daughter okay interesting because to me it just I, I don't come from a family of doctors like myself yeah. I, I don't come from a family of doctors myself but I have a lot of friends who have parents or who are doctors and so the idea mm-hmm. of like getting home from work and being like you're still sick let me see it like well yeah I mean I don't even think that's a doctor thing like I just think any most parents know to check yeah so yeah I guess I didn't read it as as strong as that Uh, at all I I don't think in in, conceptually it's weird I think something about the execution of it the way they filmed it their performances the way she flinches something about it was like off to me but again maybe I'm just it I I'm acknowledging that it could just be completely me being weird about something that no one else would react to Um, um and then I guess before we move on from the family just in regards to the family itself uh do you want to talk about Rami um a little bit 
I, I honestly don't have a huge, he was fine. It, again, felt like kind of toned down or shaved down. Like the same dynamic is established that the parents seem to give him more leeway. Yeah, which yeah, again, yeah. Kind of like progressive, but not because they don't give the daughter leeway. But then like, even outside of the context of religion, <laughs> that is a dynamic that can happen in, in any family. Oh yeah, for sure. And yet, yet they seem to treat it like, I guess, I guess a lot of things, this kind of goes back to like the issue of like, it's not, Sana's issue isn't just that she's a Muslim girl in a Norwegian world, it's that she is Sana, <laughs> uh, a Muslim girl in a Norwegian world, is that like, and this, go, and it, even further back, this goes back to feeling like the, this is an outside perspective for most of the people making the show. Um, almost any of these issues, the family dynamic, for example, could manifest in any number of families where the parents give the, the daughter a harder time than the son or vice versa, <laughs> give the son a harder time, though, though I think usually more is the other way around. Um, and uh, that is a human condition that is maybe in this scenario colored by or fueled by tradition or religion or national, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, uh, nationality they're from besides Italian but it feels like it felt to me in this show and again maybe at this point I was just very like in a bad mood watching it but it felt to me like it was like oh this is how Muslim families this is an issue that Muslim families have do you know do you know what I mean as opposed to like not, not I don't, I'm not saying do you agree I'm saying like do you know just what I mean about different how those two can feel different um I think so I do think that for the most part, I see a more a mix of the two things you're saying. I don't know, maybe, and then maybe that's the problem. Like it should lean one one way more than the other. Like I didn't, it didn't strike me as, again, I guess I, to me, everything just felt a little bit milder. Like, yeah, maybe that's what I'm, that's because, what I'm, because, because, because to me, it was more like, yeah, they allow, yeah, that's they allow the the brother to do more more stuff because he's a boy. I don't know. Like I I saw that a little bit more, and then I also knew like with he's a boy within the context of a Muslim world too. So I don't know. I thought it was fine. Like they they didn't go too far from from I, I keep calling it canon. I don't know why from OG. <laughs> so it didn't strike me either way. Um, I did like mm -hmm. I did actually like uh him and Sana. Like I like like. They they definitely gave them more scenes that were specific to to them and to the to Italy and uh, to their relationship. The the one that comes to mind right is that he he is having like breakfast during Ramadan because he uh -huh. quote unquote has a headache. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's making fun fun of him, and so like I I liked. And then when you know when he asked, this is a version of the of the OG conversation but when he like quickly recognizes that she has a crush mm -hmm. and he's like you know Malik is the most is more Muslim than than like most of the Muslim people that we know like I don't know I like I like their vibe um it was fine I I feel like my all, all of that was he was like fine I've seen better versions of it yeah, so yeah I, for sure for that, sure I, I, neither here nor there I guess yeah I was sure. maybe, maybe being disappointed because I always want it to be especially yeah so okay for to me I like them I like the, the relationship I like the dynamic have I seen better yes and it's this it's like this double-edged sword so on the one hand do I wish that they'd given him a little bit more to do yes but then I look at Druk where they start to give the brothers more to do and then they just drop it 
And mm. is that more frustrating? <laughs> I don't yeah, know, yeah. a little bit. Uh, so it's like, I'm almost, I'm almost, because I feel like with Drew that I'm mad at the potential. And here I'm just like, yeah, it was good. I liked him. He, he served his role. Uh, I liked their dynamic. Um, I liked, um, and then this is also where I see them taking notes. Like, you know, he calls her a slave and then his friends call him, call him out and he like apologizes also immediately. But then he still calls her another time in front of Sylvia, which is whatever. Um, because mm-hmm. we need. I think that's in the OG. Isn't it? Yeah, that's in the OG too. That's yeah. that's a, again. They're they're all these beats that they're just like yeah, most of copy. the beats are kind of copied. Um, better or for worse. I, yeah, you said something really interesting a second ago, which is that you said, "Do I wish it had more specificity?" And I makes makes me think. I wonder if by taking out some of the specificity, I'm left with nothing but, oh, they're Muslim as the sort of like reason and background for it yeah, all. Yeah, I think, and, I think that, yeah, I think that maybe that's how you're reading because they're just, but it's so funny because so many of the things that you're saying, I don't like this. I'm like, but it's a beat for beat from the OD. Okay, this is why I texted you and was like, can we postpone recording? Because I need to think about why this isn't working for me because I was having, I was like, why is this yeah, not like working? Yeah, so literally- like that's what I'm finding really fascinating that you're like, I don't like, I- and I'm like, yeah, but it's literally from the OG. I, and like I can't okay obviously like I'm a human being so I have to take into consideration the yeah. possibility that it's where I was not, at not that, you know that the mood anything, I'm in. yeah not that there's anything wrong per se with what you're saying because I do think like I said like I finished a little bit earlier and even because you watched it in one day I watched it in two yeah and so in that night in between I do remember sort of being like like my theory about what I'm saying, where everything's kind of like a, a copy paste with some adjustments. I was like, gee, I wonder, like, that's why every everyone's like, this season works because they just, they've, they've tried, they've taken the thing we, we, we know and we're familiar with. And then they're just tried to take some of the unpopular things out. Yeah. Um, or like adjust the unpopular things out. And then that's it. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. and like I said, they didn't replace them with anything else in I my perspective. Yes, I, I mean, I totally uh, and so and so maybe and so maybe that's like hitting you deep down because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, one, interestingly, one thing I was thinking about is that like like the OG sauna season itself is quite flawed in 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 some specific ways. And I and I'm like, am I giving it too much of a pass? Like, I remember being annoyed with it as well, even though I, I loved her character and want so much from it. And am I, so am I just like in my memory casting it better than it was? And, uh-huh. and what I kind of conclude is that like, I think it's better to like, it's almost, at least it had more, I don't know, it had more soul or something. Yeah, it was yeah. trying, I, yeah, even I think, if it didn't work. Exactly. I where think I think it, this isn't even really trying anything. <laughs> it's yeah, just sort of like I doing. A little bit, yeah. I think OG yeah. is trying to do more things. And I think Sana is a better character. OG Sana. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you, we can forgive so much uh, if we love a character, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. And that's and true. That, and, what, and like, what does loving a character come from? Fantastic performance. I mean, when, I, when an actor and, really- and, and we are so in her point of view that like yeah. when she cries, I cry, you know? And yes, I know that yeah. she's, and I know that she's just bullied all these people. And I know that she's, and I'm still like, don't cry, Sana. Don't, 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 don't screenshot that, but also don't cry. Yeah, I, yeah. 
um so and, and but i but what i think like brings all that about is performance like when a character really and sorry an actor really embodies a character when they're but it's also just like faces like some people have faces that are more readable on camera than others and i actually don't think this actress fails in any way yeah, yeah. i just she's not a like it just i don't know i hate now i sound like i'm just being like one of those people that's compare i don't know whatever it's not like everything og is better and and but it's also like so it's not so it's it's the actor but it's also the way you shoot the actor and like how good is a director at recognizing mm-hmm. uh both in bringing out a performance but also in like what angle what lighting works better for this person's performance to bring that quality of like i want to w- look at this face comes down to writing the way you write to keep in point of view i don't know it's just like a whole bunch of things that i and i feel like all of them are like a six in this <laughs> out of 10 you know what I mean <laughs> like they're not two yeah but they're not nine either yeah, yeah they're just like yeah there <laughs> all right um I think I kind of know what vibe you're gonna go with this too but I feel um, like we should be- I feel like before we move on to like the girl squad contra Mandiri, Nico we should talk about Sana and Malik Malik yeah. um I mostly felt that storyline didn't work. And that was one of the, that's one of my theories for why the season for me as a whole didn't work. I didn't feel the kind of chemistry between them. I think he's a sweet guy, seems it. I think they're seen, they only have one really, they have two, I take it back. They have the one after the procession, I mean, procession and after. And then there's the one uh, almost to the very end mm-hmm. where she already knows he's leaving. Mm-hmm. That one really worked for me came yes. way too late in the season yes I loved <laughs> I loved that last clip and I do even know I that that first conversation I was like there's not enough there 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 wasn't yeah. enough set let me see what I actually what I actually wrote that's interesting I do like them but again now now that I've seen so many versions of this season right right I even even Yasmina's season which I haven't finished even I like Yasmina and Eunice more. Like, like even like right. whatever faults I have with that season, they have that that chemistry that you're talking more about. More chemistry, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, Ma- like look at look at like look at Muhammad and like Amira. Like this man doesn't have to talk, and I'm like, yes, he would die for yes. her. <laughs> like he's just looking at her, and I'm like, Yusuf, yes. same thing. Like, yes. just like some people are just like magnetic, and they have you know they have that on screen chemistry. She literally walked in that room in that first scene when he is with the brothers playing the game. I did enjoy the game. That was cute. Yes, and, nice and, I, li- and I like that it kept coming through the tricky track. Yeah. yeah. Tr- to, the, to the point of being at the, did you see the post credit? Yeah, yes, very- yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, uh, I, so, but in that first scene when she walks in, I didn't know who was supposed to be Malik and who was supposed to be the other, you know, I mean, usually you can, no, by the way that they're positioned Sense, on screen, yeah. the way they're I, the way they're staged. I, I did notice. Who's central I did, focus? I, okay, I did see it because he kept like I feel like he had a special smile for her. But yes, he, I don't think it's eventually. They and I think it. I think it's what you're saying, where like the visual language. I don't think it's framed in that way as much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yes, I went back for my notes, uh, and the conversation happens in episode four at the end. And my note was like overall a bit a bit weak. Right. And so that first conversation. The one after the procession. Yeah. The one after the right. procession. I was like, yeah, over, overall, this is supposed to be a huge. It's it's supposed to be. So my, my overall note, I liked, I, again, I like them fine. My overall note at the end of it was that I felt like I didn't know Malik enough. And this is so stupid yeah. to say because, like, at the end of the day, I don't know that much about Yusuf, but I feel like I know him at like 
Yeah. I feel like yeah. I almost yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and with Malik, I'm like, I like you. Uh, I like seeing you interact with children. I like that they give you like a specific agriculture. Ooh, wow. Nice. Um, exactly. Yeah. But I felt like after that talk, even if I don't agree with everything, like I think the, the comparable one here is because he says like a similar thing about he brings up Evan and all of that. Even if I, I remember, I don't even, I don't even love that conversation, but I understood him. Um, yeah. And here I, I felt like it was just too, it wasn't deep enough. It was too. Uh, it's, it's superficial. I and think I don't, and it, and it, and it makes me hard. And I think this is kind of what you were saying. It made me hard to understand her struggle in that moment because then the next moment, I think in the next episode, maybe not yet. No, she's already, she's already blogged him. So actually, in fact, the opposite, the next episode is the one where she's kind of like excited to see him because it's the party. So like, because then she has the conversation with the brother. Um, yes. So episode five is when she has the conversation and he's like, well, he's more Muslim. And she's like, okay. Anyway, I wanted to believe that sort of journey through that episode of doubt, confirmation and heartbreak. Uh, but I felt like the conversation wasn't strong enough in episode four to understand the whole journey in episode five. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I, then I, I just thought it was. Uh-huh. But then I did really love episode nine. And that's that's what I remembered from this season. So I don't know if it's the impression of like, that's the last thing you saw. But, you know, two years later, when I thought about Malik, I, first of all, I, I can never remember his name, which is a problem because I know these names like, like they're my children right yeah you're really Uh, good at them (laughs) uh yeah I love them like all of them the fact that I just remember Eunice I was so impressed with myself um yeah I was little too (laughs) or a lot actually but what I remembered was that last conversation in the park I was actually gonna look up what that is and the like hot spring situation that that whole imagery like all of that that all stuck with me like for two years so that really worked for me so I left them in a place where I was happy with them and like I like that she's like don't look at me but then in the end he still looks at her and they kind of have like like all of that that's why but but I do think that the build-up isn't all there and so I I remembered it positively because it left me with a good impression but I guarantee yeah, but now that I look back on it, like, I'm like, actually, there, there kind of wasn't enough there, but keep going. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, I guarantee if I watched it again, I would be drawing so much more from the, whatever interactions they have leading mm-hmm. up to episodes nine and 10 or eight, I guess, yeah. and nine, then, uh, or is it all episode nine? Anyway, then, uh, then I did this first time around because they do stick the landing so to yes. speak yes yes they do I did, but because I didn't have that I was like wait what have I been watching I so that's why so I'm that's like, why I'm a huge defender of it in terms of that I also this is a good sound some funny because obviously this is where two outsiders like part of the problem but the fact that like okay he said he doesn't believe in it anymore but he still goes to Muslim camp like he still like volunteers I'm like what's the problem I know in what <laughs> way is he actually but okay, but that's actually like a really important question that they never go deeper they into. They don't go deep like, enough on it, right? Exactly, that she objects to. He lives like a Muslim life. He mm-hmm. even doesn't drink. I think in OG, he did yeah. drink, right? No, no, he doesn't. I can't remember. He, doesn't. he doesn't? Okay. No, he, he didn't. 
So essentially the only thing she objects to, and I'm not saying this is wrong, I think this is a perfectly valid point of view for her to have, but essentially the only thing she objects to is that he doesn't believe in Allah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but then like tell, like have that conversation. Like yeah. that's really and, interesting. And even even when she's talking to her mom about it, I think OG Sana's mom makes a better point of what is the struggle that you would be facing. Right. But we've given no sense that he would object to any of those things. Like, would he object to raising their kids? So, yeah. So I do wish I do wish I do wish that they'd have one more like hypothetical (laughs) kids live conversation, even though they're like 18 years old, whatever. Because, yes, I was like, what's the problem? It's all there. Just this one little (laughs) big detail, this huge little detail. (laughs) And again, and just gonna be super annoying and keep referencing OG Sana. Part of what makes that her character interesting in in her in OG is that on some level, like it is completely irrational, and she just kind of needs to get over it, and she does. And that's part of her character arc is that she learns to be a little bit more well, flexible. Yes, although but I this girl is never like that inflexible to begin with, except she seems to dislike the fact that he doesn't that he's not a Muslim. What does that mean? That I don't even know that he that doesn't means. believe in Allah at the end of the day. Well, I know I'm saying. I have to extrapolate that, but the show never tackles that part of her. You know what I mean? Or part of the, part of the conflict. Anyway, I think, by the way, that first conversation, I, I asked, when I first saw the procession, I was like, I was like, oh, interesting, because it's new. It's something that they're changing that I have never seen in any version that is like very, I assume, authentic to the world that this sort of thing yeah. happens in Italy, I guess, randomly. Oh, for sure, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> even in like a major city and not a tiny village. But anyway. So I was like, okay, interesting. And then, and then the, the, the nun joke, he hands her, she, the nun hands her the thing. And he's like, maybe she thought you were a nun. You're not that different. And I was like, okay, where is this going? And then, then they had that conversation after. And I just thought it was honestly cheesy and superficial. And like her comments about what, like her insights into, uh, into now I can't remember. I didn't write down again. Well, she, she's, she's very, so she's very, sim- she is very simplistic in that way. She's like, but you know, how, how can, I don't think she doesn't quite say it, but like, how can you be good if you don't pray is the implication. Yes, yes that's right. And I was like, this can't be. And I was like, and I was like, be. Sana would never say that. But then in episode nine, when they have that conversation, it's the same idea, but she faces yeah. it in a different way. Like, like, you know, like, do you, do you see the world as chaos? And he's like, no. And then he makes a joke about Malik, like, like having his own religion. Um, Malikism, yeah. And, but he explains it a little bit better and that's the thing like look Yusuf Yusuf is not this you know he's not a genius he's not the smartest guy around but he does he does have a way to be able to explain what he can extrapolate how how he functions in the world I understand how he functions yeah. in the world what he struggles with uh with you know Islam and what he sees of value in it right um right. with Malik Yes, yeah. with Malik, I do still think ultimately it's a little bit too simplistic. I did appreciate that he did give her shit for saying that a couple of times, at least yes. once. Yes, he does. He's like, oh, were you surprised that one can be good without praying? <laughs> or something yep, like exactly. <laughs> I was like, um, okay, thank you. At least you're acknowledging how ridiculous that comment is. Yeah, um, I do kind of like that they keep coming back to like um well first of all tricky trap I, I i'm like okay like that he tells her your tricky trap is broken um and so i liked that whole sort of yeah, runner yeah. of a storyline but at the same time 
what are they saying? Because I can understand a locker metaphor. I can look, you know, when we talk <laughs> about Droog and the turtle, we can talk about what that turtle means. But yeah. ultimately, what does it mean that the tricky trap was broken and that you had to cheat to actually ever make it work? I don't know that her perspective on the world is broken, but I don't know what the cheating equivalent of that is. Yeah. <laughs> that she has to change her. I guess it's like she has to, because the way to, the cheating actually turns out to be that it's just broken and you have to like take it apart and put it back correctly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's sort of like she's doing at the end. Yeah, at the end. And, and so it's like, is the metaphor that her perspective on the world, she needs to like, put to order more correctly <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I agree with that even if it is true even if that is the perspective the metaphor right so I'm, I'm struggling a little draw. bit to make sense of that aspect of it I loved that it kept coming back and I love that he had like the answer for her yeah. uh, and that she listened also but then I'm like thematically what does it mean <laughs> it, it also gave the director slash editor slash whoever came up with it an amazing transition device from uh from like there was like an extreme close-up a couple of times and i think a couple of times at least once of the sort of mechanisms moving up and down as the story is you know moving up and down anyway it was cute yeah, so, so again, to me, they really stuck that landing with them, like the, the hot springs, the whole, even the talk yeah. about the towel, sharing the towel, it all felt cute and interesting. And even the way that her friends sort of talk her into it, I liked more than OG, where, because, you know, Nora goes through this weird trying to justify it sort of Yeah, thing. they do it sort of quickly. Here, Eleonora, it's very similar, again so funny because it's even just like an OG with the text message. Like, here Eleonora just kind of says like well don't you believe in destiny I think you're destined to be in each other's lives I can't tell you that it's because you're going to marry him but how will you yeah. know if you don't find out and I thought that was like I like that I like yeah that, that was good logic but again b- before it gets to that point she okay here's how the narrative is this is why I wanted to like look back on it I didn't even have time but here's here's how she so she meets him she's re- or, or I guess maybe she's known him already like, it's yeah, she, she's known him she's known him um she's really into him uh there's a lot of like flirty not as much as there should be but there's like okay some sort of flirty tension they have a conversation she finds out he is no longer a practicing Muslim I guess is the best way to put it mm-hmm. yeah um and and that is this like no go she blocks him she's like I don't want to see him anymore and then like by episode well that seems to like stop being an issue three or four episodes later where she's like still acting to block him from getting with uh it's not Nora it's um, Eva Eva and there, there's something that gets lost in that thread mm-hmm. of like consequence and what does she, I lose sight of what she's feeling and why she's making the choices she's making mm-hmm. and I think that's the crucial mistake because again going back to your conversation about like we can have problematic characters as long as like we're in their point of view and we're understanding what they're why they're choosing <laughs> the the violence that they're choosing she you know I don't with her and I was just kind of that's when I was getting bored too suddenly she's like okay with him like and I was like has it changed that does she now believe that it's okay and then all of a sudden 
something seems to remind her, oh, I think it's the conversation with her mother where that reminds her. And now she's backtracking. Now she's like moving backwards in her arc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for I didn't see where she made an arc in the first place, but suddenly she's backing away from it. And now it takes a friend to talk her into taking another chance with him. And I was like, I did not follow that at all. Yeah, like, again, it's I do actually think it's very similar beats to OG. I see what you're saying. That's kind of what I was trying to make sense right now where I was looking where I was like, oh, okay, so then by, because mm-hmm. she finds out by episode three that he's not Muslim, which is yeah, yeah. earlier from my memory. And then episode four, she has the conversation with him. So she, she blocks him. She blocks him in episode four. I think so. Uh, sure. I didn't take a note, but yeah. Uh, no, the love procession is in, I mean, sorry, the, the Catholic procession is in scene four, is in episode four. So it must be episode five that she blocks him. Oh yeah, him. she blocks him in episode five. Yeah, so like, so she she finds out in episode three and she doesn't block him until they've talked, right? So she blocks him in episode three, they talk in episode four. So, sorry, she finds out episode three, they talk episode four, she blocks him in episode five, but that is the same episode um, that she talks to her brother and then she wants to see him at... Um, at the party so that the episode I, that to me is the one it's supposed to be the midpoint but that's the one that's to me the hardest to track because she goes through like so many emotions yeah. in 30 minutes yeah. um it's so that because, yeah, because it's hard to track <laughs> that episode for me where she goes from blocking to wanting to yeah. heartbroken in the same episode uh-huh. that to me it's a little iffy kind of see what you're saying uh, yeah. to some extent episode six, I just, episode six i just wrote i'm bored question mark question mark yeah, and then she's heartbroken again at oh, the end. episode seven is the conversation with... Well, but she, because she's heartbroken in it, again at the end of episode six because she thinks that Malik and Eva are, like, secretly hooking up, right? right. And I think that's kind of what you're saying, where you're like, but where is this coming from? You, you it, It's kind of like, remember that the... I remember that my favorite thing about season three of OG was, like, if you started with a sad clip you would end with a happy clip if you started and then and then it would like alternate the right, next week right. and then here uh-huh. it's just a lot of sad clip sad clip sad clip at the end always uh yeah um so i don't <laughs> know point. I, I thought that was interesting yeah. um so she seems to be having some sort of like slide into sadness until the conversation with mateo is it mateo no that's his last name what is his name martina martina thank you yeah which that which that's episode like episode seven she's just like pissed that he's there uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, she just, and she annoying. just I was like what is your plan to just ride the bus all night yeah, yeah. pretty much and then, and then, and then Martino like although I, thought, into her. although I thought it was really funny that when we read the text messages he's like you know I tried to talk to her and she left like she abandoned her own house like that's oh, how yeah, much you didn't yeah. want to <laughs> I did I did a, a, like the acknowledged from his perspective how everything Though yeah. in text messages, so I kind of don't care, but yeah. Uh, yes, and then Martina, Martina talks, eight. so sends into her. And then episode eight is when she reads the text messages. There's not actually that much interaction yeah. between them, which I think there should be. Like, I feel like there should always be an interaction between them, even if it's yeah. like yeah. two seconds, right? And, um, then, and then episode nine is like... The one we like, where everything kind of comes together and, it ends comes, good, and they yeah. have the in- interesting conversations. And we do kind of, I think we do get a bit of a sense of, that there could that there is chemistry there like like when they're yeah. like yeah and so where was yeah. it for eight episodes <laughs> so, Sorry. so i do get it um uh i still like them but i kind of get what you're saying about because like okay like again when i look back at the iconic moments 
like Yusuf and Sana playing basketball. I could watch, I watched that in, I watched that with no subs and I yeah. felt every <laughs> single feeling. Like I still remember I was at a Starbucks. I watched that with no subs. It was beautiful. Uh, here, the <laughs> soccer scene was fine, like, but it, I wasn't yeah. like dying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I felt more chemistry between between in España between uh, God I can't remember his name Danny uh, Danny thank you or with Danny like that yeah. had more chemistry for me and he's a doofus <laughs> he is a doofus yeah he is a doofus he's like such a stupid girl I love him <laughs> uh, okay. So that's kind of like, okay, I think that's, that's okay. I think in terms of them, like okay, stuck yeah, the landing, yeah. but the journey there was, eh, eh. That was great. all right. Uh, so then why, why am I looking to the beginning when I made the outline at the end? Um, okay. So then I think we should talk about the girl squad in general. Um, so we don't have Eleonora. So she's kind of like a non-entity the whole, the whole season. There's yeah, not enough to say she, can she I just, yeah. Can I interject one? Cause I feel like I've been a hater this whole season and I did, there's one thing that I really love about this season in Girl Squad. I mean, actually a couple of things, but this one I fucking love. And I think it's like the best version of is Feta, Chris. Um, that ending that they give, I mean, again, it comes very late in the season where she confesses that she's the one who's putting up the cyberbullying stuff. And then the scene with Guidance Counselor, I was like, which put, okay, but, I'm going to just ignore okay, what but, said about it. But uh-huh. I can't believe that they don't talk about it again. Sana, uh, like, I, her and Sana. like I feel like at that moment Sana has to make a lot of like how do I re- react to this right um I love that the choice is uh this kind of like here's what you're gonna do to make it up to me you're gonna go study this and you're gonna study this and turns it like I love it I don't know that it's justified by yeah I don't know I don't know that it's earth yeah exactly um, I think that's my thing I think I think like everyone I mean and again they're not as bad because again everything's toned down they're not as bad like everyone's being like Sana you've been acting like crazy although I don't even think she's been acting that crazy um exactly <laughs> but then when she gets a crazy revelation she doesn't get to actually like react I, get, I think in my mind I am transposing that whole beat into like Chris and OG Sana where I think it would work I mean, so much that better. Is great. I'm not against the storyline in practice. I just, I don't know. I wish it was like maybe at the big, I don't know, one episode earlier or that there had been one more moment. Absolutely. That it comes too late. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That it's sort of just it's, like- It's kind in. of what I was saying about like being afraid of consequences. Like yeah. it's such a powerful moment. I do actually like what she says, but I don't know. I felt like it deserved a little bit more. Yeah, even just like a day or an episode of her being mad at yeah, Sana and then yeah. and then coming back and we think she's gonna yell at her. And even even or when she, she's, yeah, even if in that moment her reaction is not mad, her reaction is like, I need to leave. Like yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because she doesn't want to do that again, right? Well, whatever. She doesn't want to be yeah. bullied or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Deal or face those things. And and um, having said that, I love the way they do it where it's just two of them in the bed and like sort of like yeah. they're not facing each other that's all really like beautifully laid yes. out again in in isolation that beat uh is perfect like the rainstorm the joking about snoring in the beginning yeah the way they're 
position in bed and 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 her reaction again in isolation just being like here's how you're gonna pay me back I do think and and then uh and and by that choice of having her admit that feta I mean fede is it fede or feta it's Federica yeah so it's the same okay yeah so it's yeah I yeah, I would. They're, Anyways, both, sorry, they're both nicknamed. They're both nicknamed Feather, which is why I had to start yeah. saying Feather Rico in my notes uh, because it, uh, it was getting confusing. Okay. Uh, so they're both nicknamed Feather. Fe- anyway, Feather. Um... Welcome to a lot of problems with like like Gabi Gabi for Gabriel Gabriela. <laughs> uh, Welcome to my life. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so I think it like added more dimension to the Chris character than any version that, including I think OG. Where I, like a and it, and it was it, like, and it was interesting because she says specifically, you know, you were one, you asked why I talked to you, and now we know that the reason was guilt, which gives it a really yeah. interesting depth, and and it's like this thing where conflicting. It's kind of like what Gio and Joe and uh, Eva are talking. Well, more like the voiceover Giovanni is talking at uh-huh. the end, where it's like this kind of like messed up thing created something so beautiful right this group of friends that like wouldn't have happened regardless and Uh that's what Feta's actions did in a way too right like yeah they were misguided they were born out of guilt not the right reasons and yet they gave this sauna this like beautiful thing right yeah so I yeah I think that's interesting complexity I just wish that it was acknowledged more that like she has a right to be angry yeah, it's yeah. One of those times where she has a right to be a hundred percent angry. She's not being manipulative. She's not like reacting like harshly. She's not like she was legitimately, legitimately racially cyborg for years. For years. <laughs> Is it implied that she's that Fede was the one doing it for this whole time? Or no, she started it and then it got out of control, and that's why she okay. feels oh, bad. Oh, I know it. Yeah. I know. Oh I no, know no, she, no, 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 she never. I don't think she. Oh my god, no. Then we would never talk to Philly again. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I mean, it doesn't matter. She started it, and it's followed her her entire high I school see. career. Yes, yes, I see what you mean. Her yeah, entire high did. school career, Sana has been marked by this bullying that her best yeah. friend started. You know, yeah. they weren't yeah, friends yeah, at yeah. the time, and so she she should be angry. Allow yeah, her to yeah, be yeah. angry. Anger is okay. <laughs> it's about. How do you manage your emotions after that anger? It's yeah, perfectly yeah. human. So anyway, that that was my thing there, where I was like, I'm very conflicted because I think it's a beautiful moment, but I'm like, girl, be angry. Yeah, I think I'm. I liked it so much. And it and brings it, it back. Like it brings it back to her being like, I'm sorry that I thought y'all were racist. Guess what? They were. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that I ever thought you could be racist. Yes. Okay. We'll come back to that. I think in my mind, I like it so much. And by that point, I'm so desperate to like something <laughs> that, I, that I like see it as the best, ver- I'm projecting the best version of it. I think it has enormous potential. It wasn't pulled off yeah. as good as it could have been, but I'm glad at least it had potential. <laughs> yeah, no, Fede, and, uh, and, and throughout the season, Fede, Fede is great. But here's another, and I'm, I'm sorry, now I'm being the critical one because I'm going to say another thing against Fede. Because Fed is the one who what stands up to I don't know, is it the BCU girl? I'm gonna call it Pepsi Man girls, right? Uh-huh. She stands up. Who does she stand up for? Uh Bilde. Or Sylvia. Sylvia. Yeah, Sylvia. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't stand up for Asana. 
at any yeah. point in the last and, and even in that moment she does not stand up for sana in that moment yeah yeah you, that's a good point yeah i didn't even so, pick up on that but you're right so i love that she does I like think what the implication is that that a lot of it is about Sana and like Fede real, like realizing how the girls have been treating her, but she's still not the trigger point. No, no, she's and not so, the trigger. And again, it's it, never acknowledged again yeah. in any sort of way. Uh, and so that made me a little bit angry where I was like, yeah, and then Fede goes off. Yeah, Fede's a rescue. And then like 10 minutes later, I went back to my notes and I was like, but couldn't she do that for Sana? Like, wasn't like, yeah. even in there was enough place to acknowledge that so yeah, yeah. I don't know it felt interesting um I do like that they uh vandalized the wrong car I thought it was funny uh yep <laughs> yep I, I did appreciate that yeah and I liked and I liked the girl squad as a whole the four of them uh they still have good chemistry that yeah. doesn't is, uh, this the, is, is this the Vilda that you don't like no you don't like uh Germany's Vilda, right? No, I don't like no. uh what the fuck. Yes, yes, she is yeah, kind of annoying. But yeah, I, I think I disliked Sylvie in a way that I think you're supposed to. Yeah. Um I, yeah. uh and I, I didn't think mind we, I think we've talked about we talked that we, she had she has a larger role obviously in season three, so we've definitely talked about where like I like her way more than you do. Because I find her more like benign. Uh <laughs> yeah, in terms yeah. of uh and I and I, she's not too annoying this season uh she does sort of like unwittingly perhaps uh spread some racist things about sana's family which that's from og but whatever i still don't like it well and and yes and that never actually gets addressed no at all at all yeah yeah so i don't know so so yeah so it's like they have similar microaggressions to og they don't mm. take it to a extreme like that's what what is white people don't like France as much right uh but then they take away the cyberbullying storyline and like I said they don't replace it with anything and that's kind of like the thing where it doesn't quite I don't quite feel that she's ostracized as much as she thinks she is right wait sorry say that again because uh, they don't I don't feel that Sana is as ostracized in this version as in other versions by the by the girl squad yeah yeah I mean I think as part of like a general well because I because I'm saying so I'm saying okay I'm saying the girl squad does very similar microaggressions to OG they don't take them to an extreme like in France so sure Mm -hmm. but then they don't have the cyberbullying storyline either and they don't replace it with every anything right so it's there it's fine it works they they, they're hanging out with the Pepsi Max Italian Pepsi Max um, See, I don't know. I, I, I guess in isolation, I can say it works, but I think the, the, the that being diluted as much as it is by taking away the type of bullying, by um, making it, you know, the microaggressions are sort of like not as extreme. Um, I think it contributes to the overall lack of, of the season. I'm agreeing because, with you. Because of yeah, yeah, no, I'm okay. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Where it was like, yeah, I see the instinct to do these things, but again, to me, it boils down to because you don't replace it with your own version of that, then it's right. fine. It works. Right. It works. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't act too much. Um, it doesn't do anything though. Yeah. Like yeah. it sort of is. Yeah, yeah, it just sort of is. And uh, and I think uh, then the last one is sort of Eva as a whole. Um, I do think that Eva is kind of the most that we get with Sana this season. Mm-hmm. 
I did not remember that they both wanted to study medicine because there's so many of us, it's hard to keep track. Uh, <laughs> I didn't either though I isn't part of one of the things that's usually with Eva is that she's not super academic yeah but say. this I think this Eva's I guess in this version she yeah. is yeah yeah I yeah, did she, like the, she's just not she's just not Asana or Martino it's like uh right you know, right right even I did that. like I did like the um bet that they make I thought that was a nice I, I, I agree I like that too um then a good motivator either way um yeah I kind of liked how they went about the email where she like wrote it wrote the text for out for her and then was like send it and then she didn't yeah. send it and she was like yes I'm doing it I think that worked uh, <laughs> and, then, and then however then makes a joke about it like I'll, I'll write the text for you to to Malik right uh so I, I really enjoyed and that, then yeah. you didn't and you didn't have to do the weird like password email thing it was yeah. just like it's just like um she just did it from her phone. <laughs> yeah, the hey. logistics of it they actually smoothed out much better. Almost, I I actually thought that she was gonna use the WhatsApp for desktop. That's what it's called to send the message. Um, mm-hmm. but no, it was just her reading Pepsi Italian Pepsi Max being bitches. They really were. They are really like they're really they really are. Like yes. and the way the way that they, they are, are the way that they are in that group chat being all like ah oh, too bad that she's not coming I was like girl you're so okay. fake you don't you're, yeah you're you don't you're so fake you don't care you're happy they're um, so when, fake <laughs> and and a little bit when they show up at Aid going back to like not having consequences uh, I was like okay but wait like I love that everyone is here and I even in theory like the idea that you invite those bitches but. There has like there has to be a reckoning like yeah like it's not enough okay. it's not enough for Martino to say you know sometimes people don't know how to ask you questions that are uh because you might think that they're racist I'm like okay I understand what he's saying like to some extent um mm-hmm. that like like I know that there's a lot about that we didn't we don't want I think I was going to talk about Martino next but like I know that there's a lot of uh, that conversation that doesn't work I don't think it's as insufferable as the bench talk um yes, but the one thing that I did like at the like the way that he phrased it was you know you have to give intelligent questions to stupid intelligent answers to stupid questions I didn't hate it like I thought that was like an okay thought sure but some people are racist and they need to be called <laughs> out yeah like those girls issue isn't that they're afraid of asking questions. questions they don't want to ask the questions no they just want to make their assumptions and then they're just like all hanging out at Aid, and it's just like saccharine, like, yeah. and I, I, can't, I actually can't even tell if there's tension there because uh, Fede, Fede because, goes upstairs. Because again, in it, I, what I'm saying about like Fede doesn't um, stand up for Sana, none of them really stand up for Sana in front of the girls. In OG, all the terribleness is kind of like okay with, because in the end, they 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 go get her in their little bus and they kind of say fuck you to the girls yeah. you mess you know and so so yeah. the girls are forced to kind of like reflect on what they did we hope whatever it's off screen they're not the, the point here there's yeah. no moment of that right there's no equivalent yeah. of that so yeah yeah they're like we're we're all eating this i don't even remember the name of the food but yeah uh, <laughs> and they're all into it and somehow everything is forgotten and then Fede comes up to them and there's this like awkward scene where she tells them something I can't remember they have they the couple lines are exchanged and it ends with her saying something about I heard about the car sorry about that and the girls are like what car and that's where the joke comes from yeah, that yeah. The wrong car, yeah which yeah. is fine but that initial moment I'm like 
are they actually cool? Is just a lot of more fakeness. Cause I don't want fakeness at this aid thing. Like I want it to be like genuine. Yeah. yeah, I could also never keep all of them. I know Carlota's the biggest bitch. Hate her. Definitely wrote her name down. I and don't then, know their names. Don't and care. then <laughs> Laura. I think so. I think Laura is, is the uh, friend of Eva. Right? Yeah, yes. exactly. I can't remember the original. And then and then was Emma one of them? I it was so hard to keep track. Like they were like kind I of don't not. Know. Yeah, I was a little bit like. Yeah, basically, I knew that Laura was the past one, and then they may like this girl named Carlota be the main bitch. And then I was like, I, I don't know. It was hard to keep track of them, which also not a good sign because whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then that kind of leads me to the my my contrabandieri. So I guess we should first talk about Martino. Yeah, contrabandieri mean anything? Italian speaker. <laughs> yeah like a uh, contraband like so somebody who carries contraband yeah yeah okay like a like a smuggler yeah exactly but it sounds like a word that has meaning but I, I i was so easy to look it up <laughs> yeah well i can never remember what the girl group chat means that's the one that oh, i always uh, crazy ones. i did look up that one oh, okay okay la, cool. ma- la mata i think means the crazy ones Ah, okay. Thank you. We've looked it up every single season and every single I season. Have, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yes, smugglers, uh, smugglers. That's what it means. Okay. Um, I, I, for what it's worth, I would have voted for smugglers. It just sounds good. I agree. I agree. I would also have voted for Also, that. like the leak or whatever the hell the other one was, was ridiculous. No one would name their band that. What was I mean, the... I, I was working on the assumption that it sounded better in Italian, but who knows? I mean, I, yeah, I can assume so. Yeah, so uh, there's not that much to talk about them, but um, we should definitely talk about Martino because this is definitely one where they do keep that Sana Isak sort of friendship, right? The studying, um, the sort of like not besties, but besties, you know, like. Well, he does call her his best friend, or he calls himself her best friend. Yeah, but that's does. yeah, well that that's also from the original best buds, best buds, yeah, yeah best buds. Yeah. Um, and I do think that they wouldn't maybe label each other that, but there there is like an emotional support and honesty between them that I like. Um, sure, yeah. I, again, as much as I like the two of them, I feel like I don't have too much to say about it. I don't connect with Martino for some reason uh, in this season. He's he. I think partly it's that the actors feel so old. I, I was going to say it's definitely, and it, and, it, and it's so funny because I do think that it's a problem with him in particular like people have been complaining about that for like ages but he's not that much older than like the france people and they look yeah better more convincing i mean i think all of them are a little bit aged up from the original show which is fine we've yeah we've talked about that yeah um but he specifically i think just like looks a little older than his peers yeah in his age group and so he specifically stands out um i think that was my kind of Part of my difficulty connecting with it when it's his season um maybe because i was you're so with him it was yeah. less oh i can't remember but uh but but i thought he was fine in in this i like yeah and and when when he is complaining about sort of like his relationship issues when the, when it's the two of them i like it less so when she kind of gets dragged into the group discussion uh because to me sana Sana with each of the contrabandieri like one on one makes more sense, but Sana with the contrabandieri as a group, it feels odd for some reason. <laughs> the energy just like I'm like I don't know, I don't know. It feels weird. Um, yeah, when she towards the end when she goes sits with them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, 
but it's fine. like they're good. they're all in they're all in a, the same friend group um yeah uh, they, i will say that i think it, italy italia from almost the, from the beginning has been better than any maybe espana also did this well um mm. integrating them all to no. feel like druk no druk og like the first generation okay. of druk did really well yeah that, maybe i may, i, I will i will defend those groups <laughs> Okay, I believe you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but- just creating them much more because, like, uh, even in OG or rather in OG, the girl and squad boy squad feel different. They interact, but they're yeah. different group friend groups. But here, and- here throughout, like when they do the hundred day celebration, whatever that is, I assume it's a hundred days before graduation. When mm-hmm. uh, when they do the birthday parties, when they do all the little things, uh, like Martino being like, "What do you mean you're not going to go to the show?" Like. I, I wasn't thinking, well, why, why would she go to just show they're not friends? Yeah, no, they're all friends. Of course, they're you, all go to, <laughs> you know, so yes, I do think that they do a good job of sort of integrating them in a way that feels very natural. And it feels natural for Santa, Santa to be there. And maybe I was being like a little bit too harsh. I do think it's natural for her to be there. I like that they can joke with her too, right? Like they have the, they, they have a little callback about like, well, maybe we should just lock you and all the girls together in, in my cabin, uh, right. and then and then they lock the then they love Nicola Boys, and Martino, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that uh-huh. yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, so, it's so yeah, cute. yeah, it's cute. It's all, all when they're cute. collective, yeah. And I and they come back and rescue the failed trip, like they're the yeah, yes. which is it's very funny because they start the girls start the season being like, the oh, boy, they're going camping. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good when you don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, and then by the end of the season, they're like, oh, we're all going together, and it's going to be By the way, I will defend that goat. I was mad when they were like, there's a goat, there's a goat. And I'm like, yeah, the ghost is the best part. I agree, I agree. It's like, you're going, you're, going to go to house yeah. you're going to Greece. Yeah, you're going to Greece. with the goat. I agree, I agree with you. Um, oh, and have some goat cheese and, and have a time of your life. What was the other thing that I thought was funny about that? Oh, yeah, the compromise of like, uh, Rami being like, well, if her brother goes, she can go. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, take one. <laughs> that appreciate that. Appreciate that compromise. Speaking of somebody with a brother, you yeah. you 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 understand that <laughs> more with with my cousins. Um, like they're looking back on it, they were so nice sometimes. <laughs> they were too nice, perhaps. <laughs> like I remember, we have this thing called I think I mentioned before Fiestas de la Calle San Sebastián, which is uh like this. There's this weekend in January where like uh, all of old San Juan is kind of like taken over by like artisans and blah 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 but then at night it's just drinking and it's like packed uh-huh. um and I've been going like because my parents always like to go I've been going I went like all of high school and whatever and my cousin like literally I remember being like I might be misremembering maybe I was like 14 15 maybe 15 and my cousin is my cousin is five or six years older than me and his 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 ass like I could only go out with my friends if he came with us and he did like for like half an hour like oh, that's really and I was nice. like yeah and I look back on it and I was like he was so nice he had no reason you to. didn't even realize at the time yeah, yeah. like what a big deal it is <laughs> yeah 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 I my older cousins I think would have would have served the same function I just didn't grow up with them around very much but when I was there they were kind of like that I yeah. mean they were very much like wanting to take me out yeah so I thought, I thought he, that was a solid um yeah. okay do we want to talk a little bit about Aaliyah. There's not that much to say. I mean, we've talked about it at the beginning, uh, but he he procl- he claims to have this crush on Sana. Um, yes, I don't. I honestly have nothing more to say about that. That information like blew my mind. I 
I feel like <laughs> I I kind of love that. Oh. Clip. Wait, I, I was gonna say I did kind of love in the first episode where he's all like he tells her that he loves her and she's like no you don't uh and she tells him that she's too dumb for her. he's too dumb for her eventually and he's like well everyone's too dumb Everyone. for you sana um yes I, don't know. I love that opening uh, that whole episode i really liked the first one the first couple i think the first one especially that really lays out nicely both like it's funny for him to say that but also it is laying out what i thought was going to be uh, part of Sana's character arc, which then gets like smoothed out like the rest of it, but yeah. fine. Um, so that scene was really good. I, I did think it was funny at first, and then and but then I loved also, okay, see, I can say things that I think are great. One really great beat for me was when I think it was when she's talking to Martino and she's and she's defending that she faces racism. And no, no, sorry, it's in the voice message. It's in the voice message, yeah. When she says, and I hate that he um, follows me around telling me he's in love with me, like it's some big joke. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's and, good. And, and she says that she's uncomfortable and no one seems to like, everyone laughs. And I'm like, yeah, it's true, that's, that's, that's the vibe that we get. And it's like, I think it's one thing to tease Aaliyah about it. I think it's another thing to tease her because I think you're yeah, teasing yeah. them for different reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. And, the, and, there, and there's and there's an aspect that it's like, ah, oh, how ridiculous, you know, you're in love with the Muslim girl. That exactly, exactly. That is, that is unacknowledged. And that she's made uncomfortable by it and then is afraid to say something about it, which, I mean, she definitely tells him to stop it, but she's still, it's like a kind of harassment. It becomes a kind of harassment. And, and, I, and, I was and, like, and, okay. and to a certain extent, even from what we saw, pretty constant because they do hang out all the time. And it's yes. like, it's like and, you get, and it's like you get two drinks with him, and he'll be like, "Hey,", hey. <laughs> and the show cleverly makes the audience participate in it because most of it we're just like, "Oh, it's so funny, Leo's an idiot," and, and, and then, we like him. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. likable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we get that thrown in our face, and then we're like, "Ooh, yeah, okay." So that, that was, was one. Really that was one aspect of the voicemail that I did like. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, then. I feel like Giovanni and Luca, we kind of have to talk about them more and like overall, like including their relationships, right? Uh, and so yeah, that, yeah. that veers a little bit into the final episode. Do you want to do that now? So uh, I did want to say one thing. Uh, he doesn't have a huge role, but always great to see Filippo. Filippo. And uh, I love the fact that he's become like an adopted father figure for all of them. I was going to say den father. But yes, yeah, den yeah. father. No, that's great. And that they all... It's it's there's something comforting about the fact that they all know that there's a place that they can turn to. Yeah, uh, no yeah. matter what. I did not recognize him the first time he was on screen. I don't know why. I think just like his hair and stuff changed, and I was like, "Who's oh Filippo?" Yes, it changes every uh, season. Next season five yeah. is also different. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed his character. He didn't have a huge role, but what was there was funny. Yeah, um, it's always nice to see him, and I just kind of like I find comfort in that he's sort of like like he's like Eleonora doesn't have to be there for them to be like this is someone that we we turn to right who's, oh. who's in our lives yeah, yeah. and then constantly like people moving in and out of the spare it's bedroom a, yes yes I thought um, that was funny. a little bit just his like one scene at the end where he's taking an AIDS test mm -hmm. or HIV test I guess yeah um, I was like this is a really good scene well written well performed like emotional but a little bit I was like why does it have to be this like why do you have to reach for this there was a little bit of me too there like sorry I that's that was a little bit my feeling too where I was like 
I have the, I haven't the, seen this. Like it's not nineteen ninety five anymore. I don't know. Like a little bit. I was just like I was a little bit mixed better? mixed on it, but I thought it, the the honesty and that whole scene felt very yeah. real, like and the performance yeah. and all that. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the directing of that last whole every clip in that last episode was so good and so it felt different than the other episodes they've done. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, no, that was kind of like. Uh, I mean, do you kind of want to go through that last episode a little bit? Yeah, I mean, that kind of that's kind of a way to attach uh, tackle all the other characters as well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, so yeah. okay, so this episode ten, we get kind of like a little bit of a clips of everybody. So we start with like Sylvia, and then kind of Luca right after, and it's kind of like one whole action, even though it's divided. So, yes. um, and so Luca has, even though you've been a favorite of Luca for many seasons, Luca has <laughs> always been treated as like the joke. Um, yeah yeah and and in a way that's different I think than from other remakes like he is consistently treated as a joke even as he's hooking up with Sylvia like he is not taken seriously by her well, or I mean, his she friends doesn't take him seriously yeah, yeah. and so I think way. we get to see like a glimpse of her shifting that perspective uh because he he is opening up to maybe she's he is opening up to her and then the way that he does it right is with with these drawings yeah. And, she, and she calls him out on, there's this thing that you're really good at. Why are you afraid of letting us know that you're really but good I at But I kind of love his response of just like, no, it's like, I, I appreciated that they are portraying a, a kid who I feel like I knew who I grew up with, a, a type who um, is very quiet and good, but just has no desire to broadcast that and just like does it genuinely for themselves and just like is a thing that they do and yeah and he and, and he wants to open up to her specifically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. There's and, a um yeah a closeness and intimacy in yeah that. and that he and that he sort of um he's letting even, her into his world yeah in and way. even and even like kind of questions like well you know you 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 don't want to be with me and she's like oh I don't want to be with everybody and then we kind of get right. a little bit of that same intimacy or her kind of recognizing that intimacy in the clip from his perspective right because then her dad comes home because her parents are separated or divorced and he hides in the closet just in case and so we get an interaction more of a little bit about Sylvia's home life which we've gotten a little bit uh, she has a stepdad, not stepdad, uh, like a boyfriend of boyfriend. the mom yeah. that she doesn't get along with. He doesn't like means the cat, blah, blah, blah. She means has some he's dead to me. <laughs> yeah, some conflict there with the dad. He like, uh, and she kind of gets this moment where she kind of tells her dad, fuck you, because you fuck you. The, the fact that our family is broken is on you, right? And your actions. Right. And now you're dealing with the consequences. And so he, there, she's kind of telling Luca back and forth this. And then he's like, well, aren't you happy? Because you want it to, to say this to your dad forever. And she's like, yeah, you're kind of right. And so that, that I like, that was clever writing of us understanding that even if she won't recognize it, that she is open with him, that they do have this level of intimacy, right? And I think coming into that, that closet and hogging him is, is her starting to accept that. And then we see her later on referring to him as her boyfriend, right? Boyfriend. So yeah, I thought that was absolutely. really nice. Yeah, I thought that was like you're it. saying, really, yeah. really beautiful writing in terms of the two of them. Yeah, and and like a, a fairly nuanced, like adding a, a nuance to a character they didn't need to, which is Luca, which is this like sort of still waters run deep quality to him. Yes. Okay. And then the next one that we have is Giovanni. So I think we should talk about Giovanni as a whole, right? Um. So he's just there for most of the season as the background character. We do have a runner 
ish with the Eva and Giovanni thing. Argentinian. The Argentinian, like the Argentinian who's never around because all she does is play basketball. We did see her once. She right. does show up for one of the birthday parties. <laughs> I did. Okay. I think I confused her with the Emma character. No, so she's she's the they are two different. Yeah, they're two different characters. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the, th- the thing is, like, we met her in season three, and I don't even know if we knew her name. It's Sophia, because the because it's from the, the Girl Squad perspective, and they're all like, oh, the Argentinian. She's the worst. Right. Uh, right, right, right. Because she's named Giovanni. About her. Yeah, yeah, because she's yeah. named Giovanni. But it's clear that her priority is volleyball. They don't really have much time. Then Eva spends, like, most of the season basically broken up with Fede, but they're both, like, idiots who won't actually break up with each other. Uh-huh. And so, so we get this back and forth of like glances of like, oh, are, are you broken up? Are you broken up? Oh, is this the chance? <laughs> uh, disappointment from the two. And uh, I guess his clip here is that Federic, Federico calls okay. him for advice. <laughs> and it's not play for humor like OG, but I kind of liked it. It was fair. And he actually calls him, which I also didn't expect because Giovanni is like an emotional maturity king, okay, these days. <laughs> And so they ha- they have a fairly honest conversation. Yeah, he puts aside his jealousy slash whatever, and um, yeah, and kind of advises him selflessly uh, about Eva. Whether and then whether Fede or Eva do anything about it or follow through or make that happen, he's like, "It's up to you." But I'm gonna be better and yeah. Be good person in this moment um do we want to talk about the end uh yeah the, the ending is so yeah so 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 basically they <laughs> sorry do... i just remembered okay the ending <laughs> so, they, so, they, so they so we actually end the season on them because i think it's like you know there was a possibility that this was to, to be the last season so they wanted to kind of like bring mm-hmm. it for so full circle so we end with her officially broken up from fede him not so much which um a little bit of a repeat history here guys like yeah wait has it not been official that oh no because there's the phone call in the stairwell no he's kind of like down in the stairwell yeah she's like oh she she was coming but she's not but they're not officially broken up like at least at least like Mm -hmm. maybe it would be a dick move to send her a text but i don't know this feels this feels (laughs) a little bit of a yeah in it's a little bit of a repeat history and so he walks her home and uh she kind of like confesses that you know i went when i when sana kept telling me to send a, a text to reach out to feather all i wanted to do was text you and then he's like he, she's like and i wrote it and he's like why don't you send it which oh, what a move what a move and then she's like are you and gonna he doesn't read it i know he's like are you gonna read it and he's like no and then he's just staring into her eyes and i'm like oh that's so sweet they're about to kiss except it doesn't end there does it Liska? <laughs> okay they're kissing they're kissing they're kissing some more i'm like wow this is passionate kissing all right and then she goes do you have it and he pulls out a condom and then she takes it out of the packaging and i was like why does this feel like an snl skit (laughs) oh my (laughs) italian italian cinema like yeah. I, but it's it's funny it's like unintentionally funny and then yeah and then they even find if it's sex and free sure, i mean sure. okay and then they have sex but <laughs> on a bridge or whatever uh, a bridge and so we end and up I'm like with, are there no other people like Rome is one of the most populous apparently cities. not apparently not in europe <laughs> um and so yeah uh, and so i definitely implied that they're back together uh and and we do yes. wrap we do wrap the whole show with like I would mention it earlier that Giovanni sort of um 
he does eventually read Boys the message over, which which I really I thought it was really nice. Uh, and yeah, and, I, and yeah. I, I did agree with that idea of you know he's reflecting about this group of friends, um, how they were brought together by he the is, two of them, right? Like how yeah. how, how this, this sort of action that messed up action that cost them so much love and pain ended up creating this like group of people who love each other so much. I'm, I, I love how open they are about how much they love each other, like as friends, like the yeah, whole group. Yeah. Uh, but that ends with what you're saying with that nostalgic, you know, like, and, and, and things, I know that things are about to change. I don't know how they're about to change. And that's kind of scary, but maybe it's beautiful too. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, tearjerker. I was a little surprised when they cut away from Aid very abruptly to them walking in the street. And I was like, oh, I guess we're not doing like a final end of now season. We felt a little weird considering like the whole season had been building up this party, but okay. But then, then it went into like, okay, this is sweet and kind of cute and I'm into this romance. And then I was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then wrapped up with like, okay, this is nice. Yeah. And then we do so kind of end up. Coaster. It, yeah. And then we kind of end up with everyone at the beach, like everyone at the beach. Right. Um, so yeah. That's yeah. Cute. I did um, love the shot where, when they're running into the water. And yeah. I was like, wow, there's a lot of them. I think there is 15. a lot of them. Yeah. There is yeah. a lot of them. Okay. And so then we got the Federica scene, which we've kind of referenced already, but I didn't let you talk entire, entirely about it, uh, where she's talking to uh, Sparrow, who's like, don't bully anymore. <laughs> but no. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I don't have any, I, I similar to <laughs> Elia, I don't know that I have anything more to say beyond what we talked about at the very beginning. Okay, that's fine. I read that scene totally differently. I read it as like I don't an think, extension. I don't think you are supposed to read it that way. I, I'm i just letting, yeah. yeah, I do yeah. think it's supposed to be just another good moment. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I guess just an isolation, like aside from whatever we think may happen later, I read it as, as like the Italia's version of the crazy nurse as that character has been. I think the first time he appears in the season, I was a little bit like, this is very weird, but that was in my, I am not enjoying this season moment. So I might uh, be fine. Anyway, I, I did. That's what I was referring to because it felt like we took a break from Sana's POV to kind of drag yeah. her to the contrabandary business. That's the one that I thought was odd. Because yeah, and I was like, are we, we have to include her because she, but I yeah. was like, this feels a little off because it's not like she can't have that same conversation with Giovanni sorry with Martino somewhere else because they're close like it would not be out of place for them to have this conversation I would believe it so it was weird it felt artificial in a way that I didn't like Uh, so like yeah it's established other friends it's established that they talk about a variety like it's not it's not just talking about studying for math for the side for the medical exam test it's not just that right and so it was weird that she was like dragged into this whole thing which brings us to the one we haven't talked about because we already talked about Filippo we haven't talked about Nicolo and I feel like we have to talk about Nicolo and the I guess Italian balloon squad which I don't know how we've avoided it this long (laughs) yes yes uh a little bit like Nicolo that it felt uh like it, that whole storyline with Martino feels a little bit like the quality of we're just recreating a thing. Um, but, but they are trying to give it, I think, th- that is the one, this is the one attempt where they're trying to real pace it with something. Because OG doesn't quite, well, we, we see the fight, we see a lot of it. Uh, then we kind of just see them all partying, like hanging out together. There's not a, like a whole resolution 
to this thing and 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 then there's the the youtube video apart that basically no one has seen because it's like uh where we kind of see them all interact so this is i will give them props that this is the one their one attempt to take that storyline and do their own spin on it um that's much more yeah where essentially they they make it that nicolo had like not an affair but like was in love with and reciprocated in love with yes another guy squad luai is that how you say yeah i think luai and that's the whole thing where then like it was discovered and luai was taken away and then yeah and then uh, and then nicolo yeah nicolo had his episode blah 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 blah. right and so and so that was the thing that broke the group as a whole right the italian balloon squad and they haven't like uh-huh. And so I remember when I saw it the first time, I, I liked it. I thought it was an interesting take on it. This time, I, f- I feel a little bit more lukewarm on it, but I can't, I can't tell you why. I think most, to me, mostly it feels like this is interesting and I like this, but like it's so superficially because they, they just sort of, it's like this thing that they're, they want to put it in, but there's not enough time and it's not really about that. It's supposed to be about and this. It's, and it's not really about Sana, right? In yeah. a way. Yeah, and that. so if you, and this, yeah, it creates this like artificiality when they have to force the two stories to interact. Yeah, and it it's so funny because weird. that was a criticism of season four, where it was like, "Why are we spending so much time on this in the mm-hmm. OG?" But I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a bitch for Isak and Evan, so I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> but in here, I was a little bit more aware of it, maybe because because also so much of the focus was this character that. I don't know. I don't, Lai was barely around. He was in the first episode and then he would come back for some of the group scenes, but it wasn't like, he wasn't a huge character regardless, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then it felt like a lot of, even though she's trying to respect his privacy and like his sexuality and his life, in the end, she doesn't. Like in the end, yeah. she does. <laughs> and like trying to have their cake and eat it too. Like, like uh, they want to have the story, but they, they don't, they don't want to or they don't have the time to commit to it they make the effort to sort of draw like to portray a kind of um multiple uh, variety even within the muslim community of like some parents who are more hardline and some parents and imams who are less so who are more and especially like the next generation who all seem like rami everyone seems fine with the fact that this kid is gay yeah. so they're portraying as a generational thing as well like I appreciate the attempt to do that but that I don't I just feel like it's this weird thing that's hanging around that isn't really doing what it's supposed to but it's also not not doing it <laughs> or and, or if you want to integrate it more then yeah I don't know I don't know how you would do it but integrate more Asana to it a conversation with her brother too maybe I feel like we don't we don't Espana, they would have I don't really get the sense that Malik misses Nicolo which I do get the sense that Yusef, sorry, not Yusef, that uh, Elias in OG misses Evan. Like when he is brought up, there is this awkwardness of like a friend breakup that I feel it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It also made me feel a little weird about Nicola and Martino where at the end Nicolo is like, and yes, anyway, they're on the beach and Nicolo or Martino is like, you have to tell me everything, everything. And Nicolo and he kind of catches quote-unquote Niccolo in a in a lie because he was on the phone and he didn't tell him about it and that forces Niccolo to say well we're planning a surprise party for you okay that's like uh, and he's like I already knew because Luca right, can't right. keep a secret and then we've got like, uh, play like and we got our like our homophobic dude at the beach putting that button aside for a second 
I was like, whoa, this is like a whole serious topic about trust and relationships. And like, I don't know how I feel about Martino demanding that Niccolo tell him everything. In my opinion, part of trust is that they don't have to tell you tell every single everything. thing. Yeah. <laughs> because you trust their judgment to tell you the right thing. Or right. Now you could say Nicole hasn't earned that level of trust. Okay, fine. But at the same time, Nicole was in a really bad place where it's not just like, yes, it's not about his past. It's about this other guy's past. Yeah. And this yeah. other guy has a lot higher stakes than he does. Yes. So why can't Martino be a little bit empathetic to the fact that Nicole and Sana are in a very. Yeah. That's kind of how I, that's kind of how I felt a little bit as much as I love Martino. Cause I do, I'm a defender. I was like, uh-huh. I understand his jealousy. That's normal, but he, he's like so stubborn about it. Like even to the very end, that it he felt like a bit unreasonable and I it didn't it didn't completely feel in character for him again it's this whole thing about like uh, there's a difference especially because they're quote-unquote so young still even though they look like fully formed adults like where you <laughs> react one way but you know what you have time you're supposed to have the emotional maturity to reflect uh and and, and I don't quite see it I see it in the text messages with with Sana yeah. the one time it's like well I should have apologized first but then it feels like that's gone and you're right there's an empathy there that's missing that's weird and I yeah I don't like this demand of you have to tell me everything either you know what I wish they had done is the España thing where kind of like where in um oh god I'm gonna I'm sorry you have to tell me the names I'm so bad with names in life too this is not a show thing uh, the season, Nura's season, when they have Vilda like breakaway <laughs> online episodes. I wish they had done that with with Nicolo Martino. I mean, and well, this, this goes this is this go back to what everyone wants. Like we could, we, everyone just wants an Evan season, and we'll never get an Evan season. This is right, this is like the right. hill that the fucking scam <laughs> fandom will die on. Like twenty years from now, we'll still be asking for an Evan season, any Evan season, right? <laughs> Yeah, there is in every version of that story. There is a rich complexity um, that we just and in every version accepted that because we always have to see it from someone else's perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And so that's just that's just inherently a problem there. I still think that too. It's actually uh, Hill Juliandum apparently is going to die on (laughs) to never have an Evan season. Yeah, and so I I do still think they're cute. Um, and I like them. I really like the hide and seek uh, scene. I thought it was cute how everyone's like, Go over I did that. love that. Yeah. And, and they saw their cuteness. And apparently in season five, they are throughout all of season five, but they're just in the background being cute. So no conflict for them. This is yeah. like the last yeah. bit of conflict that I think we have for them. So yeah, there you yeah. go. So I, again, props to Italia because this was the one storyline that they were trying to do their whole spin on (laughs) and also like I'm just realizing both with Joe and with Niccolo it's not that they're acting out of character it's that I feel like because they are secondary there's like whole aspects to their character with Niccolo it's like his mental health thing with Joe it's like did he just stop being a stoner like when did that happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so yeah anyway I don't know uh um, yeah yeah and so I think I think that was kind of like the gist of it for me um I feel like there's certain things that maybe we didn't talk about too much but I don't I don't want to end on a bad note so like 
the two things that's like I don't know if like the two things that I'm thinking of are like kind of on a negative side it's basically the the, the bench talk quote-unquote and the whole like showing the hair. of the hair we have to talk about the hair scene sorry okay like, we can talk about the hair scene. The bench talk, I feel like the bench talk we talked about to death the the scene this version of it has some of similar issues and and it's not as bad I think you're right also, it like brings up issues without actually dealing with them, which is yes. like a and whole I think, other thing. Like, and, and also the way that they make, like the way that he makes his parallel doesn't feel like he's trying to be a, as much as an equalizer. Like I feel like where he's like, well, I'm gay, so I know everything. He's like, well, I'm gay, so I know some aspects of this. He doesn't quite say it like that. But like there was a little bit more, I think, thoughtfulness to how the words were chosen there, even though I still think it's a weird equalizer yeah like, minorly he all lives mattered that shit and i and it's so i don't crazy. know it's 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 upsetting of like can we not in the year of our lord 2022 how is intersectionality not still a concept that is just right there for the plucking like just go for it but anyway <laughs> anyway so yeah i think it's lesser <laughs> i guess I can, yeah, yeah whatever but the hijab scene want, yeah if you want but the hijab scene yes fuck I was like kind of annoyed about the the conversation and then the second scene happens after the breakfast after it's and right I was after. like okay, actually that was golden that, compared that's to gonna this. say that it, it, it does not make any better that it's right after right yeah okay so the basic of the scene is it's the morning after that conversation with Martino uh she slept spent the night at their place it's Filippo having coffee breakfast with Martino she comes in she can't he thoughtlessly, uh, Filippo thoughtlessly sort of asks if she wants coffee. She says, I can't have any. And then instead of getting mad that he didn't think, didn't remember that she was having Ramadan, which is like a reasonable thing. Yeah. I would expect people to remember all, you know, everything. Um, she kind of looks over at Martino and because she learned her lesson, she's not going to get mad. And she lets him ask, she lets Filippo ask his stupid questions and then she answers them, uh, you know, educating which is uh, fine that, until then okay fine um, whatever but then and then he's like okay but if you're if you can't be around if you can't show your hair you can't talk about the hijab around men but like we're two gay guys uh and can you do it and she's like no well let me consult and then she kind of checks which is like fine I understand that that's not I don't actually think there is a prescriptive answer it's like it, the uh, and point of the job is that it is the point at least the show is trying to make is that it's up to her interpretation what she wants and what she feels comfortable in and then they per, per, then the scene continues for them to peer pressure her yeah that's the part like, the, moment, the moment she says no they should have dropped it like yeah, the, there's nothing Done. there's nothing like i think your breast i no, think, it, I think it can be like funny logic the question and very funny right. sure but then the sure. moment that she's like no then you're like okay cool like even to like ask a follow-up to uh, understand why to have a conversation yeah. about it but and then the part where they're like cajoling her and taking away when she clearly doesn't want to no sorry like I I was I'm so mad sorry <laughs> I don't know why that scene got my goat so much I think I, I think it was like a capstone it of also it also makes me so much more aware that this is not I mean, obviously it, it matters. It doesn't matter because Iman is Muslim, but but that this is not like a actually hijabi actress uh, because right. the comfort, I don't know. It was weird. And so it was like yeah. just, just another point there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Like, you know, I suppose, I, I don't know. I'm not 
obviously Muslim. Um, I don't know, I would be curious to know if there are actresses who do wear the hijab, who would be comfortable uh, not wearing it in scenes. So for example, like with Sana, Oji Sana, she has it on all the time, including at home, which is not actually how it would be, let's say, quote unquote, in real life, where women do well, take but that it out. We have, I think, I think her mom, there's, there's a couple of people. Her mom takes it on and off, yes. Yeah. So, so, there, so it, yeah, I'm curious, like, if there would be an actress who does wear it, who would be willing to take it off in the home. And I'm not saying that in judgment one way or another. I'm just simply curious. I don't know if that's well, and, a thing. And, and then I actually remember that I, I do like high and OG. They kind of, like, find clever ways around it with the towel, for example. They use the towel a couple of times. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I and so, anyway, my, my, I guess my point was just that, like, I like that the show shows that duality that you know yeah. even the but time then, but then it made me on. it made me realize that I didn't need it as much as I thought I did like like seeing her Wait, hair what what sorry like it's like they'll be like ah but with this actress you can like actually see her at home with her with her hair like we wouldn't yeah. I was like well honestly I don't care it doesn't matter at the end of the day yeah like, because because you can find clever ways around it yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter I mean and I, I don't think that that was like a priority for me but I just noticed that I was like ah eh, whatever like who cares and again it's I think hair it just, so like it made me very aware of like what they don't ever go into any depth on about wearing the hijab about yes, I agree I agree hair. I agree so then about how the opportunity about there intimacy. yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a sign of intimacy it's a sign of connection uh is it sexual is it you know what like I don't know tell me but yeah somebody tell me the, the, <laughs> the, the importance of like you know the next the next a man outside of my family who's going to see my hair is going to be my husband and it's this beautiful right. moment that we're going to share and like blah 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 like, nope I'm just gonna show these two guys in the balcony yeah <laughs> and so like and it and it is something that seems to really matter to her um so yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and maybe it, if if literally if she had said yeah probably it's fine you guys you two are gay guys I don't care then that's like a choice that this character is making that's her version of the faith for her fine but it's the fact that they like cajole her into it that just yeah it's, it's it, yeah and I love these and I like these two characters so much but they should have a better understanding of what that line is um yeah I don't know absolutely uh, uh, I'm trying to think like a fun if she feels night- comf- if she feels comfortable enough to sleep in that apartment with them like it's because there's a trust there right and so yeah. it should go it should go both ways in terms of judgment and whatever so right Okay, right. anything else that you want to add? Um, what's a lucky dip? <laughs> In the beginning when they talk about the game, they're like, uh, oh, it's your mom's for the lucky dip. Did you know? Should I know this? I feel like maybe I should No, know. no. I didn't even notice that. I just called it, I, I just wrote that, you know, that the game was called Tricky Trap, which I thought was funny. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching Sana Drive. I don't think we've seen that. And just in general, cars seem to feature more in Italia than other. The only other one I can think of is William having a car and the Tri- William character. Tricky, tr- I guess, okay, Tricky Tap is a puzzle game. Yes. I just mean, originally they find it in a box of things set aside for something they're calling, I think, a lucky dip. It sounds like a charity, like a goodwill type thing. I'm just curious if you know what oh, it was. No, I don't. I don't. I didn't notice it. Okay, cool. What did you think of Sana putting on makeup when she sees that Malik is there? I mean, they all kind of do that. 
some of them do. Oh, gee, like Sana, like takes a moment to like. And she maybe it was just the extent of it or something. It is. It is more. It is. It's more extensive here. She like yeah. goes in there and she changes the hijab. Usually, it's more like a, a beat before she. Yeah, walks yeah, in. yeah. You're right. You're right. I wonder if it's just because it's Italian. <laughs> now I'm being very. Yeah, uh, that's that's why I was like, well, that's from the OG, and you <laughs> liked it there. You liked it there, Liz. God no. No, no, um, no. Okay. Uh, no, I think I know. I know you were just questioning it. I do, I will say that I do actually. I think I really liked the color that it tr- switches it to, and I do like the moments. I did like the color, yeah. And I do like the moments where she does, because she tends to go still more for like the OG Sana like darker colors. So I do like when when she does choose something more colorful, it does feel meaningful, and I do actually think that that works, especially like again episode nine, uh, where she has the like more like mustard yellow one. Ugh, love. Mm-hmm. She looks so beautiful. It's gorgeous color. It really yeah. works. Um. It has this, like golden like brooch holding it in. Anyway, yeah, um, the yeah, no, no. I I think a little bit too. It goes a little bit too much for me in terms of like, again, like taking the edges off of Sana. Yeah, um, but uh, I was saying maybe because Italian in the sense that like <laughs> they're so I don't know fashion and beauty oriented that they have to like adjust for cultural. Oh, um, I didn't I didn't even think about that aspect. I don't know if they are. I'm just making huge assumptions about Italians right there um trying to think of something like really fun to end on uh I thought it was really interesting to see the her whole prayer ritual I don't think we've ever seen that we see her like wash her hands and face this is in episode one or maybe two um yeah we've seen we seems we've seen versions of it in different uh in different versions but more in the remakes actually than in the OG and yeah. the OG usually the prayer is that we see is more when she's already like on in the, the middle of it so the yes, sort of yeah. the preparation ritual of it is always interesting to see yeah so I Just do appreciate I that I like that yeah um yeah I don't know anything else I mean it, I like I said it's always I always have fun traveling to Italy seeing these characters oh, here's, a, here's yeah. a fun way to end it on mm-hmm. a lighter note <laughs> uh a show you've seen recently that you would that you love or would recommend uh, I was literally thinking about that and then like the moment that you asked me I just like blanked on everything I've <laughs> ever seen in the history of mankind <laughs> okay I think you're like three so <laughs> I've been watching tv recently what, what have you been watching uh I loved severance I still haven't seen it and, it's so like, and I want to see it before the Emmys but that's next weekend so I don't you know, know. I, I don't loved, know. I was surprised. I, I didn't go into it. Expect, I was like, this is a weird premise, but I freaking loved it. I loved the bear. Oh, I love that. That I was going to okay. mention that one. I was going to mention yeah. that one. I was going to mention that one. I, I even had like, I do this thing where I like write, I'm like, I'm going to make a TikTok and I like write the script and everything. And then I don't do it. Uh, <laughs> so I had one about the bear. Uh, yes, for sure. I definitely 100% recommend and that. Then, and then I'll throw out one. This is my last one that like no one's ever seen or heard of randomly it's on hulu it's called oh jerome no uh it is a season of eight episodes standalone i don't think there's any gonna be any extensions each episode is eight to maybe 15 minutes long so that it's actually like shorts mm-hmm. oh. it's amazing it, okay send me it, send me the the name the link whatever yeah yeah, yeah. The, just the amount of storytelling that happens like the craft of it is spectacular uh the ha- you you feel like you've been watching a 30 minute episode and you check and you're like oh wow this has only been 12 minutes <laughs> okay interesting well um okay. I've been watching what we do in the shadows this season and I I, I think it's still so funny so good the writing is like ugh, performance is top notch um and then um and then never have I ever already mentioned uh for all mankind I will continue to talk about my spade dad my sad space dad show until the end of time I stand by it <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw, I just saw that uh, Julie Pleck is watching it right now. And I was like, yes, yes, everyone. Yes, Julie, tell all of the Vampire Diaries girlies that they need to watch this man, sad astronaut <laughs> yeah. adventure. The algorithm um, has been really pushing that one on me. I'll say but, that. But the most important one is though I don't I don't remember if I yes I did I texted you about this uh Kin Porsche which is the Thai boy love drama that I watched uh oh. <laughs> mainly based on the scam fans recommendations maybe some k-pop in there too uh <laughs> it's a Thai mafia love story and uh it was ridiculous and beautiful and I loved it and um I even paid for the app to watch it and uh where can you watch it where is it watchable it's i don't even remember what it's called let me it's here in my bookmarks it's like it's like i it, the the name of the app is i q i y i so oh, i've never heard of that again i've had to like google where to watch it uh but it, it was like a success it did really well for them they're like doing like a concert tour situation uh and it seems like they're they're insane um, but it's really fun. I really loved it. And I just felt like I had to mention it because uh, every time, every time that I watch something because like the scam, the, the scam fandom tells me to watch it. I feel like I have to report back. Yeah. Uh, totally. <laughs> all right. That yeah, is it then. Right. I think that's it for me. Yes. So that was a good note. Yeah. Okay. Sorry if it sounded like a hater. I, I did come around to liking a lot about it. Okay, maybe it's the place I am emotionally yeah that's that's fine um yeah and I think I I I I enjoyed it fine but I do think that um it has an interesting place within all the remakes because I think it doesn't do enough to to be that to be that high up but then it doesn't do enough to be offensive maybe like to a lot of people like right 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 so it's somewhere in the middle uh maybe I think it ultimately plays it too safe yeah Um, even as I uh, still enjoy and will always enjoy sort of like being in this world with these characters, yeah. So we've seen Oji Sana, we've seen Oji Italia, we've seen Espana, we've seen Druk. What mm-hmm. was Druk's? I'm, I'm blanking out. Oh, that's with uh, the Sushi Yeah, Black. Amira, Amira and Muhammad. Which other ones have we seen? France? Yeah, the only one we haven't seen is um, uh, What the Fuck? Yasmina. Right, right, right. Okay. We're going to have to rank them when we watch her. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have some mixed feelings there. Um, so yeah. So yeah, for sure. And then with Yasmina, I do think that when we do What the Fuck, I think we should skip Kato season and then do Yasmina's first and then maybe never get to Kato season. No, uh, put it put it later. Uh, I was thinking about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I was like, we definitely, I think we should do Yasmina season first. Um, but I think we definitely on 100% have to do Scam Friends season six next. We do because otherwise it's going to turn into Scam Friends show. Yeah. So we got we to gotta watch it. Um, we got to meet the the gang. Uh, we got to meet um, Lola and everyone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm excited. There'll be new stories. I am. I am excited about this new, like, and I think, yeah, I like, yeah, me too. I'm excited to see meet new characters or whatever. I think there's been enough time where I am like actually genuinely excited for it. I've only seen yeah. maybe the first episode, so uh, I'm not really familiar. Maybe just the first clip, if I'm being honest. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am actually kind of excited to venture and to venture it from a place where I haven't seen it before. I've just kind of heard the conversation around it. Um, so that's right. a perspective. All right, then <laughs> let's um, eh, grazie per. Como se dice, listen, eh? Uh, 
It's with an A. I'm gonna look it up. Wait. In, in, in French, it's écoute. I don't know if that. No, uh, it's. Let me see. Ascoltando. I knew it was with an A, but then I was like, mm. "Are you?" And I was like, "No, that's helping." Uh, <laughs> so yes, ascoltando. Uh, grazie per ascoltare. Do I have to conjugate it? Clearly, it's been a while since I've. Uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, say ciao, ragazzi. Yeah, <laughs> ciao. Uh, Italian, right? Ci vediamo dopo? No, yeah, ci vediamo dopo. That's later. Uh, I, I thought I was saying tomorrow, but no. Ci vediamo dopo.